What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Batman in Review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every theatrically released Batman movie. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Things change. The Natural Rifle, Andy Cortez. I'm licking the microphone. That's what you mean. Uh, the the big dog, yeah, Kevin Coelho. What happened to Vicky? And the producer <laughs> slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Mistletoe can be deadly, Greg, if you eat it. <laughs> daddy, daddy, a kiss can be even deadlier if you mean it. <laughs> How far would we scene. go if we were in the office right now? How far would we go is a question I never want Greg Miller to ask ever. All the ever. Way. Just like my Chinese tailor once said, all the way. All the way. All the way. Yes, that is true. That is <laughs> Very bizarre, but true. That's a uh, good pull from Game Over Greg Show episode five. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is Kind of Funny's In Review, where every week we take two different franchises and rank and review them. Uh, starting this week, we're doing Batman on Mondays. And on Thursdays, we are doing The Conjuring. Yeah. Cinematic Universe In Review. Very exciting stuff. Episode one of that debuts on Thursday. You can watch live uh for batman on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you watch later on youtube.com slash kind of funny uh you can also listen to it as a podcast or search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews if you want to get the show ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers guys you want to take a guess momo and al momo and al man muhammad muhammad and al tribesman jeff bezos didn't make the cut this month maybe Fucking next month. cowardly bitch you know yeah. what i mean Damn. he's been saying it for years he'd support us on patreon and he keeps flaking on it mm-hmm. there's probably mm-hmm. like a button that jeff bezos could hit that just kills all of us yeah Damn. you know what i mean like he's got that power now That's where he money. could probably assassinate all of us uh, Tell Nick, people I'm, did an, it and it's I'm an amazon prime member so i don't think he should turn on his audience like that remember I mean, if you have be. amazon prime people you have twitch gaming prime whatever they call it now prime it gives game. you a free 30 day subscription use it on us <laughs> kind of funny games how are you it's all true today we're talking about batman returns released on june 19 1992 directed once again by tim burton music by danny elfman a budget of 80 million dollars which is over double the last movie which was that, 35 million it's so weird because you watch this movie i i, I i'll be honest i've never watched the 89 and then immediately watched batman returns but am I crazy and feeling like the 89 just feels like a bigger movie than this? You're crazy. Really? <laughs> the, I don't know. Yeah, why. the zoo I don't know. alone. Well, What's but, that? Like, it didn't look well, good. Well, no, the zoo was great, but they kept coming back. Like, they got a lot of use out of that, like, Gotham Square with the steps and oh, the sure. tubes. Yeah, yeah. Christmas tree. Every third scene, we just <laughs> cutting back to that. And I was like, what? Why if wouldn't he, they use like some other practical locations? I guess I'm I right there with fifty percent of the Warner Brothers lot was taken up with Gotham Gotham City sets. I'm with you, Nick. Of it feels different. I've never watched them back to back like this, and that was the thing. You know, as a, a not a, a, a regular old you know movie expert or anything, watching this one right off the back of '89, I was trying to figure out why. I was surprised that this one. I like Batman Returns, obviously, I, I, but I, I, this one wasn't playing as well for me on the heels of Batman '89. Mm-hmm. And part of it, the, the only thing I could come up with was that for the limitations they had in '89, it made it feel like it was its own world. Yeah. Whereas this very much felt like trying to pull '89 into the real world, if that makes sense. Not not in terms of like, hey, here's like real world ramifications, but in terms of the way it looked and the way it was shot, it didn't feel like as stylized and. Yeah. 
well, unique as '89 did. They changed production designers because I think um, I think Bob Ring, not Bob Ringwald, whoever was the production designer for '89, wasn't available for this. So they changed it and they changed the aesthetic a little bit of Gotham, yeah. and they made it way less, um, I think, way less grimy and way less colorful. And I, and I always thought when I was a kid, I was like, that's not as fun. Now, now looking back, I kind of appreciate some of those choices, specifically the ones with color where we only really ever see color in certain specific instances like Catwoman's lips or things like that. But um, this movie just felt like it, it just to me felt like we kept coming back to the same four or five sets. And it wasn't I don't know. It's very weird. And I think one of the reasons why this doesn't work for me as well as the 89 is because 89 Batman. To me, a large part of the 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 power of that movie was about the spectacle. It was about seeing Batman on screen for the first time in this iteration, in the black costume, and treating it a little less campy than, or way less campy than the '66. This one doesn't, for me, do anything more than that as far as character development is concerned. And so, I think when you watch Batman Returns, you kind of feel like you're watching a rehashing of the '89 Batman with just a slightly better suit that has a thinner cowl in it. Um, well, a big part of this one, I think, for me, that, you know, again, stacking them up toe by toe to toe is something I've, of course, heard adults say many times about Batman Returns, but I hadn't re realized coming off of 89 like this, of course, being a child watching all these, is that this really doesn't even feel like a Batman movie in a lot of ways. Like, we get so little Batman. But 89 Batman is great because, hey, look, and granted, love it or hate it, Michael Keaton's interpretation of the bat of Batman, right. I do feel is unique and interesting. And he is this twisted fucking weirdo that lives in the thing. And here, like, we don't really get that, right? We get the one date with Selena that feels almost like a carbon copy of Vicky's. It doesn't go in the same direction, which is, I think, maybe why they do it, to play with it, to show what the relationship yeah. are different stuff. But even then, that's the only time I feel like we really get in his head this time, whereas I Not felt like we had multiple of, of those. Not a whole lot of Alfred in this one, huh? Uh, he pretty much opens the film after, you know, when we get back to present-day Gotham. I, so I, I will say that, though, uh, compared to the 89, too. I feel like 89 really overachieved in what it was trying to do. And this movie is severely underachieved. What, um, like I, I don't know what kind of. In my in my head, going into this movie, I thought this movie was going to be a lot less campy, and a lot less cheesy. Um, I thought this was like the darkest fucking movie ever. <laughs> watching it as a kid, like watching it as a kid, I just had the images of the that weird like cat statue, whatever the fuck that thing is, and then penguins, gross ass black ink mouth bullshit. Yeah, like. That's all I had memories of as a kid going into this, watching it last night. Um, man, like the that cheesy fucking fight scene in the street with the with the ghouls or with the, with the gang the of people. Gang. And he like the, the red 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 and it like follows the battery. I was like, this is yeah. the, this is awful. Like, it's, I, I don't so like a lot of this. It's weird because some of the movie feels way darker than the first one. And then some of it feels way campier than the first one. So it's like I always remember this one being like, oh, this is the darker of all of the movies. And obviously, um, I think a lot of audiences when this movie first came out agreed, as did a lot of the executives at Warner Brothers, because surprise, surprise, Tim Burton didn't get invited back for the next one. And instead, they went in a completely different direction which was like neon camp uh which we'll get into when we watch batman forever but this to me like watching it again i'm like whoa andy you're spot on that moment where he, th where he throws the battering it's so cheesy and the so dog poorly grabs done. It. but yeah. then you have another <laughs> moment where like he's got he's gone and collected all of the babies and the firstborns from all around and they're in cages and he's going to drown them in a vat of like toxic acid but and like then ends up dying with just black shit coming out of his mouth and it's horrifying I, I feel like both those things that you called out, like the 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 battering, and and like I'm agreeing with what you're saying, where it's like the fact that you know he looks at it and presses the button and puts on four icons for oh like there's four people. <laughs> this is know? exactly yeah. where they are. It's yeah. so dumb and like childish. And then the cut of the dog jumping, like 
The battering is clearly at like face level to the woman. Right. And then the dog jumps. Dog jumps to mid shin. Yeah. And it just has it. And she's just like, hmm. And it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, that's like dumbly What's the made. direction? And, and What's the like, direction here? Yeah. It's one of those things that like takes you out of the moment when you're like, oh, okay. I guess like a, a bit of levity is what they wanted there. Like I, then, expected, I expected Bruce Wayne to look at the camera and go, like, ah, yeah. you silly yeah. thought. Like, it was just weird. And then the, with his stupid ass duck lips. Fucking Michael Keaton, guys. I think hey, you man. guys are you're oh, insane. That's how he was born. Oh, bro, chill. Wait, hold on. That's no, how he was done. born. I wasn't yeah. done. Uh, so the, uh, and then we have the scene with the train, which is also like a fucked up scene where it's like, oh, they're all getting kidnapped. But the solution is Batman just comes in in two seconds, fixes the problem, and it's done. Dude. That's this movie to a T. I remember I was coming back and watching it again and again for in review because I think last Christmas me and Jen might have put it on. It's one of those. It's a Batman Return. Batman Returns. I feel like is a classic in the background movie. You're on. It's on TBS. You throw it up and you're you're only half paying attention if that even. Like watching this and like oh yeah like you know like all right cool they frame Batman for murdering the Ice Princess. The Batmobile's driven around the streets and like almost killed all these people and killed some people for sure. It's done all these things and it's like man. Can't wait to see how. Co- oh, it's just the next scene. The next scene is Cobblepot giving his speech. Batman plays the CD, and that's over with. We're on to the next thing. He's kidnapped these kids. He's got them in cages. All right, the next scene is that being, or not that exactly actually the same scene where that is happening is where it gets foiled by Batman dropping down. Like, oh, yeah, geez, I mean, right. you, you expect when you're kidnapping like all of these kids to see them like dangling over the vat of toxic acid, and then Batman having to like make the choice between that or Catwoman or whatever. But no, yeah, he just does that. Also, Oswald Cobblepot. Penguin, the things he said, yes, while damning to his political career, doesn't necessarily let Batman off the hook for like rampaging around the city and the and and like. I don't think the just point was like I killed the Ice Queen, not Batman. I think people were like, did Batman? Suck? I don't know. It's very murky. <laughs> Batman yeah. probably had a Gotham Gazette article after this where he gave some, <laughs> he dropped some stuff, knowledge on them about what really happened. Like, oh, it makes sense. That's how it happened. I imagine so, so. It had a box office of two hundred eighty-two point eight million, uh, which was less than the four hundred eleven million that uh, Batman eighty-nine had. But it still led it to being the third highest-grossing movie in America in nineteen ninety-two and the sixth highest-grossing worldwide uh, ever total at that point yeah um, I, I feel like that's indicative of though like sequels of that time for for movies like tr- historically didn't do as well i think as the original movie i don't think it was until marvel figured out the formula and then fast and furious figured out the formula were like oh subsequent sequels are all going to like outdo the one prior to it um yeah. but yeah that that, that well, i remember that being slightly disappointing for people when it came out a runtime of two hours and six minutes which is exactly the same as batman 89 which is kind of interesting. Uh, the film was nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Visual Effects and Best Makeup. Uh, man, this is such a weird one for me where I do not agree with you guys at all. And I think that this one is so much better than the first one. Having said that, last week I compared the first one to Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. And I think this is very comparable to Spider-Man 2, where it's like, yeah, it is. It is much, much better. And I think a lot of it has to do with it actually committing to its tone and style, which for this one is extremely dark, Tim Burton this with a lot of camp and they don't shy away from it. They don't try to pretend it's not campy. It is campy. Yeah. And the first one, I feel like kind of didn't commit to the camp. And so when Prince was playing and the Joker and his goons were doing stuff, it always just felt weird and off putting. Uh, and Michael Keaton as Batman just is bizarre and doesn't work for me ever. And I think with this movie, it's like it builds on that world in a way that like we're, we're, we have to build off that foundation so we have what we have. Mm-hmm. And I think that when you add Catwoman and, and Penguin, I thought they were a lot more interesting than Joker was in 89. And I thought the fight scenes were a lot 
better and more fun to watch because like it actually felt like Batman was moving around in a way, not just fumbling around and falling, which well, was nice. That, it, it's interesting. It is interesting because I think that you looking at the costumes and again, never watched them back to back. That costume is so much lighter on him looking and the cowl itself is so much thinner that he could actually like move his head a little bit. Yeah. And, so, and he doesn't look like he's a bobblehead running down the street with his giant cowl and these mm-hmm. tiny little legs. I got a whole bunch of facts about the costume that I put together here. The Batman costume weighed 55 pounds. Uh, several modifications were made to the bat suit, including the color scheme and chest plate. At the request of Keaton, a zipper was also added to the pants. Batman doesn't wear boots in the movie. They're Air Jordan 6s. Yeah, they are. Oh, <laughs> Connected oh to God. an upper, uh, which gives them like a boot-like look. But yeah, they're actual Jordans, so you can move around a bit more, which is cool. But yeah, man, like this... This movie is it's so freaking bizarre to me that it exists. And I think that this this Batman world, this Tim Burton Batman world, is so weird that in the first movie, it's kind of like set up that it's his first real public appearance as Batman. <clears throat> and then this movie's called Batman Returns, but it doesn't really feel like he's returning at all. No, it doesn't it feel like, like he like went that, away. Every, this feels more like when Batman would walk around the city in the 66 Batman. And it's like, hey, Batman, how you doing, man? Did you get that package I sent you? Because he literally just walks in and Gordon's like, hey, Batman, so this is what we got going on here. And he just talks to them like he would. Looks like the circus game's back in town. We'll see. Yeah, well, and but nobody makes any effort to like arrest him at all. He's just, it's just accepted that Batman is here. And I always you thought know, that was kind of weird. Why would they arrest him at the well, end? They, he gave the signal. They knew, you know? Yeah, they That's were true. friends at the end of the last one. Um, But what I do want to point out is I, I've always thought, and I still think, that the standout performance in this is Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I think that... You like, don't think it's DeVito? I think DeVito is great. I think, and, and I do love the fact that... I think Tim Burton on this one was trying to go a little deeper with the characters. And, try, and you know, famously, he you know, like you said last week, Tim, he wasn't too big of a fan of what is what... 89 Batman ended up being so I think partially he took this movie to sort of fix some of those issues he saw in the original film um, and one of them I think is really kind of nailing some of the darker motivations for Penguin and when it starts off like you get a sense of why Penguin would be a little pissed off because his parents floated him down the river like Moses for Christ's sake right like they mm-hmm. um, <laughs> they, they they basically threw him out and shout out to Pee Wee Herman or Paul Rubens for for being the um, the, the dad, dad. There, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, that actually was him. Yeah, yeah, it was Paul Rubens so because they know each other from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. That oh my god, yeah. I can't wait to tell Joey and Gia. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's him. We were saying I, like, dude, that hella looks like him. It, oh, yeah, look at the Jordans. Yeah, I pulled up the Jordans. Yeah. Sixes, baby. <laughs> That's crazy. funny. But you know, but I also I just I do love that, and I think when I was a kid and, and even now, I just I'm so drawn to that duality of the relationship between Catwoman and Batman and how how they do have those moments where they're like they're fighting, but they understand each other and they respect each other and they're attracted to each other because of that, because they are kindred spirits, even though she's sort of her motivations are leading her down a much darker path than his. And I love that scene. And I, even though I made fun of it earlier today with Greg, but I love that scene in the ballroom where they're the only ones not wearing masks and everyone else is dressed yeah. up as masks. And they have that moment where they realize who each other is or who each other How are. How on the nose is all of that stuff though. And oh, again, totally. it, it goes it's into totally. what this movie is, which is campy and, and like <laughs> there's no subtlety, but yeah, them not wearing masks is like, Come on. And then they need to back it all up with the dialogue over and over and over and have well, like, I mean, these weird reveals. Like, yeah. what bothers me is this Batman is so fucking stupid. Bruce Wayne is stupid. <laughs> like, we're here in the audience being told all this stuff. He's not figuring anything out. Like, the moment he doesn't figure he had a out. Feeling, he Cat- had a feeling about Penguin. He had a feeling. He had an <laughs> okay. He did. He's like, why do you care so much about this new guy? Are you worried about being usurped? I'm like, but, no, but Alfred, I, he's a weird penguin person I, that came up from the zoo. I think he's got ulterior <laughs> motives. I did like that one little moment of sincerity where he's like, 
huh, I hope he does find his parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah no, there, there's that moment. And then there's another just, again, I think we, uh, I forget. Oh, it was the, it was similar to the moment where um, in the first one, it was like, you weigh a little bit more than 108 pounds. There's the moment where he flicks the button and he goes, huh. I didn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you get like terrifying. Yeah. That's the thing about it. Where I think in this one again, I think, uh, and granted, it's getting into the character and doing stuff. This one, I feel like Michael Keaton's performance is way more Michael Keaton. Yeah, and I, I don't know if that sounds weird or stupid, but like I feel like at least in '89, he was this more like tortured Batman or whatever. This Bruce Wayne who is more in between. And again, I don't think he nails like being the Dark Knight and being this professional fighter or any of the crap we know Batman to be, right? But I thought that worked. Whereas this one, again, yeah, the flipping of the switches, some of the stuff he's reacting. And back to Tim's point of, yeah, he doesn't like at least in Batman 89, like, right, he cracks the code in terms with, with Alfred of, like, how attacked. Joker's uh, stuff Kevin is working Hall, yeah. and saves the city, yeah. right? Like, in this one, yeah, he, he can't really put mo- anything together. Yeah, but even then, even in 89, there's the scene where he's at the city hall or whatever at the stairs, and he's just, like, looking around as, like, these mimes are attacking, and it's like, what? What what could be happening here? It's well, just no, so again, fucking bizarre, I think he misinterpreted man. that scene. The scene was that he saw the person he had killed as Batman and was like in shock that the person was back. Like he saw Jack Napier and was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Bruce Wayne and shouldn't was, be in shock. He should deal with things, handle things. Like it's just boss, such a bizarre. Dude. He knew he wasn't gonna get shot. He's wearing the fucking shoulder pads. We already went over that. Andy, what was the safety mechanism? All you needed when you left the house in the eighties was what? Exactly. Well, well hold, first pads. off, you would use the shoulder, shoulder pad. That's that's the number one thing. Uh, number one uh, way to be safe in the eighties. To be safe from what, Nick? What are the five things? And quicksand. Quicksand. And children. (laughs) Quicksand, yeah. And baby boomers. If those kids try to climb up on you, they would get to that like cliff that went upside down and just you know they'd fall off. Just like castles. Just like castles. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you, Kevin. Exactly. That's why we keep you around. We love you. Plot time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gotham City. We'll say 30-some years before anything you know is fucking going on in Gotham City. And we're at the the Cobblepot residence, right? They're going to have a baby. This should be the most exciting day of their lives. But it's not because this wife's going to give birth to a butterball penguin, all right? It's got flippers for hands. Pee-wee Herman's its dad. I think Pee-wee had already got caught jacking off in a theater at this point. Big yeah. big trouble. Damn. Big trouble in general for the Cobblepot family, dark. right? It was a porn theater. Greg, it is you, very dark, right? Greg, do you think that it the parents at, at any point <laughs> just made an important distinction to make? It's not like he walked right into a Broadway show and was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say for, musical theater. You yeah, know what I mean? He, was, it, he, he watched the hairspray. Was like, oh, wants a little bit of the peewee. He wasn't watching Big. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs> um, Greg, do you think the parents of Cobblepot knew that when he grew up, he was gonna look like a Thanksgiving turkey? Like just, just the way you know when you buy a Thanksgiving turkey, that's yeah. how Cobblepot kind of looked. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Oh, right. I mean, I don't think turkey. they knew that exactly that that would be his final form kind of thing, but they <laughs> did know. At some point, if you're Pee Wee, you got to look at your wife and be like, "Did you have sex with a penguin? Yeah. Like, what led Ooh. to this? You know, I mean, like you look you... over at the mailman and he is a penguin, and you're like, "Aha! Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly." There, you know there, there I mean? are a lot of questions about this whole thing, and like, I I appreciate this movie because straight from the get go, this whole villain origin story, it's like it's everything I need. It's stupid as shit, but it's like it sets it up. I love that we only see shadows and like bits and pieces of penguin for a long time in this movie. Sure, and it's, sure. it's a fun Tim Burton '80s movie style reveal. Like, I like that stuff. Um, him floating up and like being greeted by a bunch of penguins. What the fuck? But like, I love it, and especially yeah. where it ends of <laughs> penguins with rockets attached to it, mind yeah. control, and all the shit that is so vaguely explained. It's so fun. It's so stupid. Is but my explained? question to you guys: <laughs> it's explained yeah. at all. 
no, that's, what, vaguely that's what I mean. Yeah, no, no, I know. It's just so like they just they're like, wait, like at one point I, I swear this is the first time I that's watched it. this movie. This is the first time I watched this movie where I was like, wait, do they have some sort of mental implant in their brain that's allowing him to control them? Because I just thought he just was telling the penguins to march into Gotham Square. <laughs> I think Square. that they were just really well trained because if you notice, yeah. not only they have little helmets, they've got like a little targeting thing that comes yeah. down. So yeah. they're yeah. making yeah. the decisions. On who they're yeah. shooting, you know what I mean. They, yeah. they, they pop have a bird. I don't have a go. I do not have a clear shot of the target. Pop a bird. I am negative. Ghost I, I am obscured. Kevin, I got to imagine that there's like a an FN two one eight seven sort of penguin that's like, nah, I can't. Yeah, I, I won't like, do this. This, this is wrong. These people fed this us. We can't for. turn on them. They fed us at one point. <laughs> See, I, I, it was remote controlled though. Like, because then it, Batman, it was, send, it was sending a signal that was like, go here. And then the signal was like, mm-hmm. "Come back." There was that, also whatever. a signal for shoot because he. We could have, yeah, we could. There could be different reads on how deep <laughs> the penguin control went. <laughs> but my question to you guys is: by maybe two thirds through this movie, we're looking at Penguin, and I'm like trying to figure out his outfit. And I'm not talking about his fancy getup and all that stuff. I'm he's, talking about just like his basic jumps. outfit, long johns. That, he, yeah. that he's in this like long john looking thing that looks very like a baby onesie. Is this the same baby onesie that no. he was left in? And he no. has just grown with him over time. That's not how the clothing works. I don't know. I, don't know. On I read a fact that says it says different. I, I do want to say, though, like, um, no, I'll get there when we get there. Okay, let's keep on with the plot. The penguin. So, breeding. yeah, again, they, they give birth to this fucking penguin, and they're like, this sucks. And so they put him in a cage because they see that he sucks, and he's got penguin flipper hands, and they're drinking martinis, which really look delicious. And then he eats the fucking cat. So, again, it's not that they gave birth. You know, a lot of people are all like, oh, woe is me. These people suck. You know, they're rich, and they had a baby with some deformity. They should have loved it. They, that's not accurate. They gave birth to a literal monster. Like, I feel for these people. You know what I mean? I feel for Pee Wee both as this actor and when he jerked off in that Broadway show. You know what I mean? Like, these are things you should be allowed to do and not have to deal with. You ever seen the show Wicked? (laughs) I was whacking it. (laughs) Anyways, though, they decide (laughs) the only thing they can do is throw this baby in the goddamn (laughs) river. You know what I mean? It's time to get rid of this thing. So they go out for a jump, huh? Yeah, well, you know, they, I'm sure they tried other things. Things get left on the cutting room floor. They probably tried to burn it, and it just kind of get burned, you know? So they go out there, and they're running through the park, and they, they see another couple with – I like this part where they're running, and then they see a couple with a baby coming at them, and they start, and they walk like, oh, Merry Christmas. Then they run again, and they get to the thing, and they toss it over the side. It flows down through the credits, and like Tim said, there's penguins there. Who that, them running, whatever, right? that running, walking, running scene, that yeah. was the first moment I was like, this is more campy than I remember it. Well, it's because the stroller clearly like didn't have any weight in it, so it was just getting pushed around. It's like, what the fuck, guys? But was, I will say this: there's there's a shot in the park though where we do see Gotham in the background, yeah. and I do want to give a shout out to the production design. Gotham is a lot more like straight and unlike cold looking than it was dirty and gothic looking in the in the prior one. But I think that again works against it in terms yeah. of building this world. Where I I I thought that you know love it or hate it, the eighty nine gothic giant towering you know twelve thousand story buildings that were or all over it made it feel fantastical but real whereas like this one feels like it's trying to become more and i know i'm using these words very loosely especially as we head towards the nolan trilogy but more grounded like this almost looks like a gotham you could exist in so like we're talking about the same set they use all the time of the tree right like outside of those two giant statues that feels like a normal thing 
completely unlike the Fugenheim when Vicky Vale walks in and it's like all steampunk and crap. I'd say that's the only thing about this movie that is trying to feel a little bit realistic. Yeah, I'm not, again, not woman, at all talking about. Yeah, a woman has nine lives and was brought back to life by cats yes. just yes, biting yes, her yes. fingers. That's again, I'm talking about this. I'm talking shot. about Gotham City. Yes. Like but that's that's weird to me because like I I don't get the real vibe at all. I get it's not the same gothic vibe that the '89 went for, but I think it's very much a we're going all Burton man. Like this is much more a Tim Burton movie than the last one was, yeah. where it's like I I get the vibes of it being like more peewee than Edward Scissorhands. And I, I feel like, I guess, it, Scissorhands, I'd even put more towards the 89. Whereas, like, Pee-wee, the, like, weird, wacky, like, the zoo design itself, I love the scale of it and how massive and crazy it is. And then in the context of Gotham, like, I didn't get any real vibes at all, and I, I actually prefer the look of this one over 89. I, I think that it's not necessarily a real versus not real. I think there's just a sterileness to this, to the design here that he went for, that I think is then mirrored later, and I think he did Edward Scissorhands after this. I could be wrong, though. He might have done a move between. But, like, you see that same level of design where it's, like, when we go to the mansion on Edward Scissorhands, it's, like, kind of fucked up, gothic and decrepit. And then when we go to the suburbs, it is just, like, rows and rows and rows of super clean, super perfect, like, evenly matched, identical, pastel-colored houses. And I, I love that. But in Edward Scissorhands, it works because of the juxtaposition of where Edward comes from. In this, it I think I miss the steam. I'm with Greg where I do miss. Like, I like the design of the buildings. I think they're stunning. And I think that the city itself is beautiful as when you're just looking at it. But once you're in it, it doesn't feel like there's a grime that, that necessitates a Batman to come help people from it. I, it just feels like there's one set of stairs and everyone else just lives around it. I feel like we lost that, uh, the you know, the, the office of the detective in the last one. Like that look of like that industrial design in like the space. It wasn't because like the city has that cool industrial look, but like also the like the individual offices kind of had or like the, you know, some of the shots in that also had that same feeling. I feel like we lost that, although we get I I think that they did a really good job with uh, Catwoman's apartment. Just something about like, yeah. That we get that we get that one steel girder going through her apartment, yeah. and it's like a, it's this tiny little studio with a Murphy bed in it, which I was was fascinated when I was a kid. I was like, I want a studio with a Murphy bed in it right now. Um, yeah, I think that that is her her everything with the Catwoman stuff. I think was a lot more thought out than than the rest of the city. Not the character itself, though. <laughs> well, the character the character origins are, are silly, um, well, but I I just love how how much Michelle Pfeiffer made that her own, where she you cannot tell if she is insane or not. And she's pretty insane. But like there's moments of lucidity where, yeah. where Bruce Wayne brings her back yeah. to reality and she realizes what she's doing. But in, but she's gone crazy. I mean, she, someone tried to kill her. She's been horribly abused mentally and physically her basically by by men. And now she's just taking her fucking vengeance on them with a whip and fury. And it's I mean, I love how they make her move. I love that she's always flipping around and doing all that stuff. And I love the the whip work that that, that they get her to do. And have, and I'll never forget like how she she whips the guns out of the cops or the security guards hands and she's like he's like don't hurt us lady we only make three hundred dollars take home's less like, than three hundred yeah, you're overpaid she's like you're overpaid she whips them <laughs> out of the hands they run and then she whips the thing around herself and like tucks it in so the whips how many backflips can she do though it's like unlimited wild. just like your just like a cat just like a cat Could she do those kevin go get thomas kevin no, go get thomas no way that is the yeah, only thing thomas you start, make thomas flip when you start thinking about this you're like how did she learn how to how to do yeah. karate the like cat. What? Remember the cats. The cats know how to do. The cats. But see, that's that's my thing about this movie is it's like it's not you, you don't think it's camp. It's stupid, okay. and you're not supposed yeah. to. And yeah. it's like that's of why, I, like looking at Catwoman, I'm like I enjoyed it so much more than I did the Joker, where it's like the Joker kind of felt like it was at moments trying to be real, trying to be a little bit more grounded. If he's this like fucked up serial killer, this I was I mean, like, like the, this the bitch Joker, is crazy. 
the the Joker was more real though. He was just a psychopath. Like he doesn't do anything special. Yeah, but him and his he's not even the, good the, at fighting. But the gang, nothing about that felt real. He like Big he cool felt jackets. real. And then they had they had a bunch of jackets. These guys that are just like following him around with boom boxes Look, and it's here's like the thing i told you though like if you go bad like me and cool greg are gonna be following around with boom boxes that's true, that's true. with like you know patches that we've gotten made Just... he's gonna be playing death angel on the boom boxes <laughs> god angel death there you go. god angel death <laughs> uh let's jump then back to the modern gotham city uh it of course is the tree lighting ceremony here at christmas time in gotham city uh the ice queen herself is up there ready to hit it she hits the button the tree lights up however from a sewer grate down there (laughs) i'm the ice princess from our ice queen from down uh in the sewer grates you see the black hands out there uh you know alfred's walking around a bunch of presents he bought uh that guy who's in everything is just the guy is the newspaper boy in this one and he's like hey gotham fucking penguins got some got some penguin stories and he's like shut up i'm fucking alfred that's insane it's insane he's he's in gilmore girls right that that's dude. not a poll I could help you with, but I know he's in a lot of dude. things. I, I do want to say this, though. Most unrealistic thing about this movie, when Alfred turns at the gutters or whatever, or at uh-huh. the, uh, what's it called? The sewer grate, the gutter. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. When he turns because he thinks he saw something, no, you didn't. You're old as fuck, Alfred. You, you, there's no way <laughs> that you heard like anything it was the or... penguin it was the penguin paws going back in it's he like when you saw remember when you almost literally walked into a raccoon on the streets that's like the same thing here he caught it out of his peripheral greg he i don't want to i don't want to just correct you but i don't think they're paws i think it maybe talons perhaps claws. flippers, flippers. Flipper. they call them flippers, flippers at one point sure flippers, sure. flippers yeah. Yeah. but like what do you do when it's wrong. a flipper that at, well okay uh, can i get the science with kevin jingle science 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 with kev I'm Kevin. Kevin. Uh, Kevin, what happens, though, when the flipper is clearly a deformed hand? Now do I have to call it a thing? I Sometimes I call my, my, my hands paws. You know what I mean? Like I'm using it in that kind of terminology. I don't think this is a science with Kevin kind of question. <laughs> oh, you were the one who wanted to step up to the plate with but your big I'm, swinging I'm dick. Saying, now I'm asking claws, you to hit one out of the park or get the fuck right. back to the I'm urinal. Googling claws. Okay. Okay, anyway. you do that. Anyways, uh, and Alfred's like, huh, I have great eyesight, and I saw some fucking things go back in there. That's weird, but I won't investigate. Maybe I'll report it to Master Bruce later on. I'm very busy. I have unbelievable eyesight, and I saw something. (laughs) (laughs) Master Bruce is at home. I'll worry about him later. I have all these presents for whoever. I don't even know. We have no friends. Uh, So then from there, we go to meet Max Shrek, of course, played by the one and only Christopher Walken. Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed as Batman? Because he is Batman, you moron. You know who oh, Christopher Walken is? Line, though. Do you know how Walken looks like in this video? Walken looks, looks like, like this is this is a this is an obscure pool, but I think everybody here will get this except for Nick. When they are doing the Sweeney Todd play in the office, he looks yeah. like the guy playing Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I mean I know what yeah, with the hair with the wig. Okay. Yeah, he, he looks, looks a lot like, a lot like, like his like... character in A View to a Kill, which is weird <laughs> when he is the bad guy in that movie too, where he played Zorn. He also looks like the guy in Deer Hunter. Uh, Tim, what's your question? Max Shrek, Greg. Yeah. You got any DC lineage on this guy? I don't. Do you? Uh, not really. I looked him up. He's been in comics, but... but like, so has like, he been in comics cool. before or has he been in comics since now? Potentially since. I didn't get yeah. too much research done. I gave up. Didn't think well, it was that valuable. Well, did but, you, well why'd you ask me the question? If you didn't have any- well, I, thought, <laughs> I thought you might have some more, more insight. It's just I think it's a, a point I want to bring up that it is weird about these movies. that They have so much cool shit to pull from, and then... Vicky Bale's there. And, I'm Googling, and but my Max original Shrek's idea, is, I'm pretty sure he's the original character that since got brought into stuff. 
Wait. Well, I think he was supposed to be Two Face. I think it was supposed to be Harvey Dent. No. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Max Shrek was introduced in the film. So yeah. No. There you go. No. Yeah. I think uh, he the, was. They were like trying to make a. What's it's the Moscone? No, that's here. There's like a character that's famous, the like mafia head, right? That Marconi. They were, Marconi. Or yeah. Marconi. Like they were just now. Here's one that I, did. You guys know this? I'm on the Batman fandom over here. Batman the animated series. Max Shrek appears in Batman the animated series, voiced by Christopher Walken. Amazing. Who was asked to reprise his role for the animated series? Do his perfect. Oh trip. wow, that's, that's fucking awesome! I don't know if you read the trivia on this or not, but evidently that character was originally written as Harvey Dent, and it was supposed Fal- to be it's his Falcone. Name. Sorry, my guy. Falcone. <laughs> well, Falcone and and uh, there's another. There, oh, it doesn't matter. Um, but I guess for some reason they just wanted to go in a different direction with it, and they and then Billy D. Williams was just like, they're like you're done, because apparently this was going to be the movie where like, um, at the end of it. When he gets like electrocuted or exploded or whatever, that's what turns him into Two Face. Oh. And then the third movie was supposed to be him as as, as Two Face because he was contracted for that. Even though he has gone on record as being like they did, like people were like, oh, they paid him out. He's like, I didn't get paid. I had a one movie deal with them. I thought they were going to bring me back, but it ended up not them not bringing me back. But that would have been that would have been cool to see if because th- he was supposed to do three movies. He was supposed to be Batman three. Yeah, that would have been I, weird if after eighty nine's Billy D and this movie if he was this weird bad guy as I Harvey mean, Dent. I don't know. I kind of feel like know. he looks a lot like a Raj Asghul. Is that ever good? Raj Asghul. Raj Asghul. Yeah, I can't pronounce it. Don't they want to do Raish now? Isn't that the thing? Raj- oh, is it Raish? Whatever. He looks like. I feel like he. They could have given him that name and been like, "Oh, he's been alive forever." And like I, I, with the eyebrows, I would have been like, "I believe it. That looks like him." Max Shrek. And who would you say that to? Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, it's Christopher Walken. He's Max Shrek. Uh, he's got a point. He's there meeting with the mayor. They're about to, about to go out there to the Christmas time celebration for this tree lighting that they've already missed, and give a speech. And uh, so, yeah, they're up there though. And of course, Shrek is you know he's a ruthless businessman, shrewd. Uh, he uses it to his advantage to talk about his power plant, which he has conveniently set up right here as a diorama that he's trying to push through for the city. And the mayor's like, no, no fucking way. Come on now, Max, we're not about this. We don't need it. We have plenty of power. And Max, this is, I think the first time he introduces his, yeah, you know, there is no such, he says it to Bruce, there's no such thing as a sur- sur- surplus, right? Here's the same way though, right? Of like, no, 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 yeah, he wants uh, he, he wants Gotham to be ready for the next, that's with 1% of growth year over year. He wants to be ready for an explosion, and he has this terrible vision of looking at Gotham blinking on and off and the mayor behind it who fucked it all up. And the mayor's not having it. He knows Shrek's full of shit, but no big deal, right? Uh, in the me- middle of this, uh, Selena Kyle, his assistant slash executive assistant slash secretary, walks in to serve them all coffee and does it as awkwardly as possible. And then, of course, decides that with no plan to jump out of her uh, plane with no parachute and interrupt the conversation, to which they all look at her and she backs off. She's like, actually, it's more of a question instead of a suggestion. And they all walking what does he say nick what does he say i was like she makes a hell of a cup of coffee or something she's like not, that right yeah he's not she's not completely <laughs> she's not completely housebroken but she makes a hell of a oh, cup of coffee or something right, like that. Right, right. and they all leave laughing at her ha 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 selena you stupid idiot and she's like oh and they all leave and she's like, like oh, a, i'm such a, an idiot a secretary probably shouldn't be like oh hey i've got an idea Probably not. No, right. I would. I mean, well, I mean, I don't now. Hold on. Because like, I was in this. In this offense, I mean, it, as I just meet Max Shrek, I would tell you 100%. Yes, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. It's kind of funny if we ever can afford a secretary and they have a great question. I'm I'm or a great question or suggestion. Mid-pitch? I'm all ears for it. Mid pitch. Let's say we're sitting down. Who am with, I pitching to? The mayor. We're sitting. Oh, or mayor. <laughs> right. Like, you know, the someone. And like, okay. and, and okay. Andy comes over here with this guitar and he's like, but I've got a pitch. You know what, Andy? You well, come if Andy's out got with the guitar, guitar, I want to hear this pitch no matter in. what. I just want you to know that. 
Andy, heads up. If I'm at a family member's funeral and you walk in, you're like, I got a pitch and you've got a guitar. I'm like, let's hear it. Everybody's <laughs> going right. to be great. It's going to be great. Nick comes in. This no is how Pertillo would have wanted it. What's your pitch, Andy? What's your pitch? You know what I mean? Like, I'm all about that life, Andy, just in case. I'm not trying to put it in your head. I don't want you to think about it too hard, but that's, I would that's like good that. To know. I'm, glad, I'm glad to know I have the green light here. You, you know? do. Like you Ste- do. Like Steph Curry, you know? You do. Um, so she sits in there and complains a bit about her life. Uh, Shrek and the mayor go out. They're immediately, uh, you know, the press is there like, oh, and they walk up to the podium to give their little speech or whatever and everything else. And the mayor steps to it. He's like, I want to introduce somebody who's done more for this city than Jesus Christ himself. You know what I mean? This guy is basically our Santa Claus, Max Shrek. And Max Shrek walks up there and then he does the old pat down for his speech. Uh, it actually, he, we might have cut away before then, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Selena Kyle at the same time realizes she did not give his speech. She did not put his speech in his pockets. So she grabs it. She rushes downstairs to try to give it to him. Back there, he realizes he doesn't have a speech. He turns to Chip, his fucking, this guy, Nick, you want to talk about somebody who should have been playing football. You know what oh. I mean, Andy? Why wasn't this guy out there on the offensive line for your Dallas Cowboys? What are you talking Let me explain. Go Cowboys, baby! Other- my only other touchstone for this guy was that he was in Hudson Hawk as one of the bad guys. He was in there as one of the candy bars. Like all the bad guys, Tim, in this movie were named after candy bars. And I think he might have been Baby Ruth. I'm not quite it's, sure. It's so I love hard that. to watch that movie right now. Like either, you can't find it streaming anywhere. I've wanted it's to rewatch very difficult. it. Oh, yeah, so me too. Times. I want to watch it for free. I think it, buy it on Voodoo. We'll watch it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just remember him being in it and he just plays this dumb lunk. And it's oh, so no good. way. Yeah. So I'm looking at his. He well, was, no, not that. I have no reference. Was, oh, he's also about. in that football movie, right? He's he in the Zanky. program. He's yeah. in the program. I'm on, I'm looking through his, his IMDb right now, and yeah, he was in the fucking program. The guy who did the steroids. He was the guy that, that, guy that did steroids and cries at the end, and then he was yeah. one of the guys that lays down in the middle of the road. And remember yeah. that scene where everyone's like, "That's so awesome!" And then kids tried to do it in real life because kids are stupid and they got. You run say over. that scene? No, remember it from the trailer. People did it watching the trailer. Kids got ran over, and they said, "We're removing that scene from the fucking uh, thing." I, oh, that's. I, what I it feel was. like this yeah, jacket thanks. is like set up weird. Like, I, people shouldn't <laughs> look this way. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> he's a shape that he's. But not. I don't understand. Like, yeah. I feel like his shape ends Mark right Christmas. here. Kevin, you guys Kevin, in the, the in, in the way that they sort of artificially created a shape for the penguin, right? He's mm-hmm. wearing like this weird kind of yeah. bodysuit. I feel yeah. like that's the same thing here, where his shoulders should not be there. But yeah, he was Zangief in the Street Fighter movie. Was he really? Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. Yeah. This guy had a great career. What's his name? Maybe we'll figure that out by the end. Andrew Brynjarski. There it is. And you can look for him soon. His current his his latest movie is currently in post production called Chuck Hank and the San Diego Twins. Hell yeah. Hell <laughs> he's yeah. Baron D and he's Baron D in that. We, so we I gotta really, do that in review. He looks like a Baron. Like his yeah. name is Baron. I'm like, I buy it. I'm looking. There's a trailer. A turf war has been raging in Old Town for generations. <laughs> that's oh, that's how it shit. starts. <laughs> he was also in Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun. So you're saying we should get him on We Have Cool Dude, Friends? I feel like he he got he did so good as uh, Zangief. Let me see. Uh, Anyways, he tells like Chip, him. remind me to fire her. Remind me to take it out on uh, the secretary when I get back there. Because he's like, I'm going to fucking do who she's going to get one of these. And so he walks back up, takes off his glasses. And he didn't need the speech, right? Because he's Max Shrek. Well, he also tossed out presents very awkwardly. It, it was then also he takes like off his two glasses. lines. Like he went up there and he was like, oh, I wish I could do more. Yeah. I love you all. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just. Yo, he nailed that speech. You kidding me? World, totally. World peace. But instead, give it back a little power. Wait, what was it too? Yeah, like you know, I'm just a, I'm just a lucky schmo. I'm just an old schmo who got lucky or whatever, and just, and you know, whatever. Sue me for wanting to give something back. And then but he, I, yeah, again, he, I love the commitment to this movie, just being so on the nose with everything it ever does. It's like cool, totally. the duality of Catwoman and Batman. This guy Hold literally 
I was going to say, don't even. He just wants more power. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I didn't even know he thought that. My favorite part about this is that he's like, you know, I just wish I could give, you know, what is it, world peace and a little bit of power back and put it in a, bo- in a box with a big, a present with a big bow. And then in Penguin goes, oh, but you can. Oh, but you will. All right, looking at his watch. And then what rolls up? A giant present. Like, if I'm the Penguin doing that, I'm like, holy shit, guys. You won't believe what he just walked into. He said the thing we're about to do. Guys, Did you have a copy of his speech? You did, and that's not in the speech? Well, this is fucking insane. All right. I think guys, we need to. this is what I'm talking about, right? God wants us to. Yeah, exactly. This is, right? <laughs> this is divine intervention that we are supposed to do this. I'm very I, proud to kill the firstborn of every Gotham person. I think oh, at God. the end of this, right, you know, Penguin unfortunately has, you know, he falls to his demise, and there's a very weird little funeral scene. But before we get there, I think we need to just shout out to the fact that the idea that the penguin could rise to this level oh, here of we power. Go. Oh, okay. No, just the idea that he could rise to this level of power from where he came from. Sure. Think about American the dream. origins of Penguin. Think about how he got to uh, – how did he get followers? How did he get people to, like, believe in his message? And no how Well, the gang, learn- remember, is the, the circus gang. It's the, red, it's the Red Triangle gang from the circus he was in. It, it's just so bizarre that he has this much power and technology now. <laughs> like, I don't know what the process was. There's there, a lot but- of technology left over at the zoo, Andy. It really – if you think about it, it really comes together <laughs> – no, the tech stuff, the tech stuff, I'm with you. But I liked I liked these people. It was weird that there was a bunch of clowns because I was just like, what the yeah. fuck? And like, no one's immediately like, the Joker's back. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that. that's way too too bizarre of a, a choice for them to make between these two movies. But like I liked the circus stuff. And it like to me, I'm like, I buy this. I buy them looking at him as the freakest of all freaks. Sure. And just listening to him. Sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Oh, but you can't. Oh, but you will. Uh, giant package rolls up, and the mayor is like, "Shrek, yeah, that's, nice. that's nice." And he's like, "I didn't do it." And then what happens? Poof, it explodes, and just fucking uh, acrobats and the giant skull guys and clowns and uh, the guy with the monkey and the gun. He's another character actor, Nick, that I see in everything. The guy he with the, the huh? right, ghost. Oh, he wasn't ghost. Get off my train. Get off my train. He teaches him how to push the can. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was great. It was great. I don't in real life too. In 2005, yeah. Get off my plane. Uh, so yeah, they come out and they just start fucking up the city. You know, they're knocking stuff around. They're shoot. They're shooting the shit. They're they're fucking people all over the place, and they're burnt. They kick open one place, and they the the guy dressed as the devil with the pitchfork and his fire spits fire in there to light shit on fire. Uh, you got motorcyclists going around. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer comes out. She gets scared, drops all her notes. One of them gets stuck to her head. And I'll tell you right now, as somebody who's done a few little productions, you, I'm sure when that takes happen, like oh my god, this is perfect. Don't let that get you know what I mean. Like that's so cool. It's stuck in her hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyways, all hell breaks loose there with the Red Triangle Gang or the Circus Gang, as uh, Commissioner Gordon will call them. And but before then, M- Commissioner Gordon, of course, won't even get out of his fucking car to do a little bit of police work. He just leans over and goes, "What are you waiting for? Light it up!" And sure as shit, boom, bat symbol in the sky. And we cut back to Wayne Manor, where Michael Keaton, aka Bruce Wayne, is doing just jack shit, sitting he in the sitting dark. in a dark room, waiting, waiting for this light to be shown on him. You want to talk about give me some characterization of how fucked up this Bruce Wayne is? Let's start right there. He's not in the cave. He's not researching anything. He's not trying to live a Bruce Wayne life. Just sitting in the dark, waiting for anything to happen. Alfred's Bored out like, of his gourd. Alfred's like, do you, do you want me to? Do you want me to put on Netflix or something? I hear so the show that the Office people like this Office show. Do you want me to just, do you want to just watch that either. while you're waiting? It's like no, I don't have to say a black right turtleneck. 
in my, in my <laughs> fucking turtlenecks. God damn it, man! But the light, the you know, the bat symbol lights up in the sky above Wayne Manor in Gotham City, which then triggers two different bat symbol reflectors to reflect it right into him in that room. And I'll I'm, tell you, this yeah. would be hard to explain if you had anybody over. <laughs> if any, anybody else is at Wayne Manor at any time when this signal goes off, oh boy, we got some trouble. But that, that's one of those things that and the door to the Iron Maiden that he would have to go into the fish tank to trigger. Those are yeah. those moments where I was like, somebody really liked the 66 oh, Batman. Like they were yeah, doing a little homage there. We do not need this at all. It, well, I love that. He's like, all right, let's get in the Iron Maiden. And the, and Alfred's just like, I'm going to go like, on the fucking stairs. Cause and, he beat, and, and, and Michael Keaton beats him by all of 10, five seconds. Yeah. He has enough time to turn on the computer before Alfred walks in. So and come you, on, man. You love the idea that the, the, uh, the iron spikes, go away when he goes in when like, it's fully the, closed yeah only when it's fully <laughs> it's like closed. all right the threat is gone <laughs> yeah uh yeah so that we're not even to the iron maiden yet but uh you know he gets dressed up as batman he gets in the batmobile he drives over there this is when we see the new suit does he do we get the whole dramatic him putting on or that's later we do. I think, actually. No, this is, is it here it this is where up. we walk in he's got a million suits in the yeah. iron cave now and he goes he does the thing where shink shink and it's like a dumb joke of like hey i've got a bunch of suits but they're all the same suit I did not I, need I did this. This is when I was like, okay, we're going campy with this. But I do say, I do think the suit, I used to harp on it a little bit more, but I do think it's a lot more streamlined than this, and I do like the way that he moves in it. And I yeah. think the cowl actually looks better in this one than the eight, Yeah, Nick, when we, yes. when we did this ranking for uh, on the kind of podcast, yeah. Uh, yeah, after watching this and seeing Andy, those really nice close-up shot, shots, what's up? Andy hit the song for Best Bat Suit. Bat Suit, Bat Suit, mm-hmm. which one? The best. I'm Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Welcome Kevin, to Bat Basu. Basu. I'm Kevin. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. This is one of the many podcasts within a podcast. Of course, we have already started ranking the best bat suits. Currently, the list stands at number 189 Batman, number 266 Batman. Where do you guys want to put Batman Returns? So I still like the 89 Batman just a little bit better because I like the design of the abs and I like the gloves that they I think the gloves have a lot more detail on them. And I like that the the boots have a lot more detail on them. But I do I can't disagree that the cowl just fits his face better in this and just looks a lot like a lot easier to use. But I like the I like the color of the 89 better because this one has a little bit more. It's a little more gray. And that yeah, for Kevin, is, Kevin has it. shot it up here on this on the screen. If you're a viewer I for us to see so far, you so I, still, I still give the 89 just a little bit of a nod, but I think he, I, I do think the the return suit is actually pretty dope. I used to hate it, but now I. Here's my it. thing: is the only knock I have on the the return suit is the abs. I miss the more human being abs rather than metal plate abs. Right. But I can't and I won't let that get in the way of saying the Batman return suit is a better suit. I enjoy the form factor more. I think the cowl's better. The cowl's I like the cape better. better, too. He looks taller in it because his head's not so big, too, which yeah. is nice. Bro, I got Jordans, man. Come on. Yeah. It does have Jordans. I knew Tim was going to vote for this the second I saw that piece of trivia. It's a Jordan 6s. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure Tim just... 6s cranked. are dope. Yeah, no, 92. Let's go. I feel like it's all about the cowl, where it's like the cowl in the middle there looks dumb. Mm-hmm. It looks like a mad cat. <laughs> you know what I mean? and then on the right it, it's it this is what i imagine when i imagine batman i think yeah, it's the eyebrows it's definitely a bit more streamlined but i do love the more um not like the more I, I don't know what's what the word i'm looking for is like just arminess of yeah. the chest i love how the the pec muscles aren't like this is a human peck. It's just like this is kind of armorized, and yeah, I, I just love the I love the vibe of it. Material. It reminds me of the flak jackets they wore, or the the bulletproof vests they wore in uh, RoboCop. 
where they had the, the rough outline of the human like muscles, but it wasn't. It was like angular and like octagonal. Yeah. yeah. Right. Really, really cool. Well, That's it looks like the new ranking Robocop. Batman Returns is uh, the better bat suit here. Sorry about that, Nick. I know that hurts for you. It really That's okay. You live and learn, guys. You grow and you progress. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the next two bat suits are going to be interesting. <laughs> No future spoilers. Uh, back to this movie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all hell's breaking loose. All right. The circus gang, a.k.a. Red Triangle gang, is out there. They're fucking shit up. But Batman is on the case. And this is, again, where everybody who watched Batman v Superman and wanted to talk shit about Batman killing people, I will accept your handwritten apology letters to me. You can send them to the Kind of Funny P.O. Box. Andy, what is the Kind of Funny P.O. Box once again? P.O. Box... Eight four two nine three seven. That does not sound like a real one. That does not sound like the real PO box. No, no, I I just needed to fill time. You can write to me at kind of funny doc or kind of funny PO box two seven two zero three San Francisco California nine four one two seven. I will accept your apologies for not understanding Batman history and thinking that it was a huge deal that Ben Affleck killed people. Because let's talk about Michael Keaton just fucking people up, Nick. At one he, point, so the only thing I can say is that he doesn't. We they don't call a ton of attention to it, unlike Batman v Superman. Wait, hold where on a second. He just attacks Nick, people Nick, for no reason. At one point, at one point, the Batmobile uses some mechanism to rise, spin yeah. around, <laughs> drop down, and blow a jet mm-hmm. at someone. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. I will say this. The difference is those people were clearly killing people in batman v superman there was a random guy hired to drive a truck and he's just thinking to himself all i gotta do tonight guys it's a late shift i gotta pick this thing up and drive it over to that lex luthor warehouse drop it off i get to go home to my kids what's that in the sky holy shit it just fucking (laughs) shot me for no reason (laughs) batman in batman v superman is a murderer in this one at least the try i would feel as his lawyer confident defending i was like well the guy did come at you with a stick of dynamite Granted, you didn't need to strap it to him and then shove him down a hole for him to explode <laughs> body parts. But at well, least remember, he doesn't defense. even blow up the guy he takes the bomb from. He, he takes out the guy, takes his bomb, then walks with the bomb. Like, how am I going to get rid of this fucking bomb? And then old fucking circus for former strongman shows up and he's like, yeah, fucking hit me. And he's like, you know what? I will hit you just to distract you. While I shove this in your balls and push you down this hole. He is a murderer. Straight up. And he it enjoys is- it. So, but it's, yeah. it's entertaining to watch. We see all the different things the Batmobile can do. I enjoy when he puts out the long poles and knocks the dudes with stilts down. Yeah. Uh, he's slamming people together, obviously. He what? burns the, the fire dude alive. I feel like and to the, be fair, the, I don't. I, I'm I'm defending this for comedic sake, but I did not like these elements when I was a kid either. I didn't I didn't like the elements of him blowing up the the Ace Chemicals in the last one either. I just think it's kind of lazy, and I think that they could have come up with a lot more fun ways for Batman to have subdued these people than just exploding them or lighting them on fire. I like how Tim's mic really liked what I just said because it just, it just rose up and was like, hello. Um, so, yeah, that's all happening. He's fucking people up. At some point, he gets out, uh, he rolls over, uh, gets out of the car, and Selena Kyle's been grabbed by one of the perpetrator clown people, right? And he's got a stun gun. And he's all like, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna stun her brains out. And Batman's like, mm, we got the eyes like we like with the light lit up. Mm-hmm. And so eventually he does the thing where he shoots one of his gadgets. He goes behind the dude. He's like, ha, ah, you missed. And he just yanks it and yanks this piece of fucking whatever brick out. I don't even know. Plaster. Really stupid. Hit, I hated that. Hits the guy in the back of the head and drops him. And then Really and, dumb. Like, how did he know? I thought it was funny. I thought it was cool. How, how did he how, know what? 
how would he have known that that perfect piece would have like I don't know. It's, but like that being the solution to this scene, I did not like. There could have been thirty other different ways that they could have had this. You know, oh, that's the clever Batman I see. But he's just like, oh, let me just pull out this slab of rock off the wall. Like I don't know, it's stupid. I didn't, well, no. Andy, you missed it. There's a deleted scene before he gets before the bat scene goes up where he's down in the bat cave training and he's just shooting grappling hooks at different types of plaster. <laughs> exactly, and yeah. pulling them out. Just how to do they he knows Gotham that well. He knows yeah. Gotham that way. He's like, wait, is that the that's the bank at third and uh, third and fifth? Yeah, okay, I got this. Okay, yeah, it's mostly it. sand. It'll come yeah, out. Yeah, it's mostly sand. <laughs> it's got a brick. It's got a plaster finish to the bricks. So I got right. this. Don't okay. worry. Yanks it down. He gets a short interaction with Selena Kyle there where they talk a bit. She fumbles for words. He doesn't really talk. She she tries to talk to him. It doesn't go well. Uh, he goes off to fuck up more people. She then immediately is like, ah, oh, God, I can't talk to anybody. I'm an idiot. So she uh, reaches down there, gets a stun, sees the guy with the stun gun. She grabs the stun gun. She stuns him just to see it. And she takes the stun gun. A little foreshadowing. Exactly. She likes to stun people. Uh, meanwhile, in the middle of all this, Max Shrek was like, I'm fucking out of here. Peace. And didn't want to like, you know, he snuck off like the slimy little jerk he is. And again, you want to talk about the penguin literally sitting there going like, we are on a mission from God. Mm-hmm. Max Shrek just goes down a random alleyway and takes another random alleyway and falls perfectly into a penguin trap. That like it wasn't like he got herded that way by anybody. It was just like, mm-hmm. what the hell the, was this? Yeah, that was that's how he tried to do shit. it. They figured it out and then he goes down and he slides on down and he gets knocked out. Um, Batman subdues the motherfucking gang for the most part. Some of them go away. We t- the scene with the remote control batarang happens. Yeah, where it knocks everybody out, but at the last second, the dog jumps six feet into the air, even though we clearly see in the shot it jumped six inches. <laughs> Grabs the thing, brings it down, walks off with it, which again will be later uh, in, in in the plot here of what we need. And the, the again, the batarang had enough power to knock out a hundred and fifty pound plus human beings. It's not hard, but the dog totally cool. Poodles Circus Poodle, man. Come on. Circus Poodles are tough. You didn't know that. I understand. That's that well something that is right? well known. That is well known. Uh, um, this is also where we get the thing we talked about earlier with uh looks like the circus game's back in t- circus gang's back in town, Batman. We'll see. And he just walks away, right? And it's again, he's working with everybody. We're all here. We're one big happy Gotham City family. This is how it is. Um, Max Shrek comes to. Uh, after we get the huge fly through of the dilapidated zoo and Arctic world and all the oceanic things and the crab with the dead claws and stuff, like Gotham's such a fucked city. They're like, we don't even care about the zoo anymore. There's no reason for the zoo. And of course, this is where the penguin washed up like 35 years ago. It looked like they didn't care about the zoo then either. They then I, that's another fucked up thing, you know, of like it got so bad in Gotham. They were like, <laughs> we're gone and we're not taking any of the animals with us. You know, we're just gonna go. The animals can live there on their own and just figure it the fuck out. Well, we they were wild at one point. They'll figure it out. I I think when they're in captivity in cages, though, it's harder to do. Maybe at the end they open the cages and we're just like, hey, this is your land again. Enjoy it. Who knows, though? (laughs) Uh, Max Shrek comes to, right? And uh, he's in Arctic World. It's all dilapidated. It's gross. There's giant pools of water everywhere. There's a bunch of fucking penguins all over the place. There's a bunch of clowns and uh, random circus people eating a giant dinner at this giant table. Look like they're having fun. But then he looks to the left, and it's the penguin there feeding a bunch of penguins. He's like, I forget what he says. He says something funny, though, his introduction. And uh, Max Shrek's like, oh, my God. He grabs his hanky. He's like, the rumors were true. The bird man. And so... Yeah, Penguin's down there, and he's got Max Shrek now, and he's going to use Max Shrek however he fucking sees because this is what it's all about. He's got blackmail. He's got a plan. Uh, He gets a Christmas stocking at one point to convince uh, Shrek of, like, how he's going to bring him up there because Penguin's whole plan is, like, oh, I really wish I would have known my parents. Like, I need you to bring me up there 
uh, introduce me to the world so I can find my real parents. He knows he's a cobblepot, as Batman puts it together, and I'll put it here when that happens later, right? Batman is, doesn't, doesn't believe him for the longest time. We had a couple of different things of him watching news, uh, things about all this shit happening. And eventually, though, after going from not believing, I hope he finds his parents, uh, to then uh, looking through uh, old news clippings and finding the stuff of the Red Triangle Circus and how, uh, yeah, they had an aquatic bird boy there that escaped after some kids went missing and some were found dead or whatever, and, like, he got away without questioning and all this shit. So he knows that this, there's more to cobblepot than meets the eye here, right? Even though he doesn't know that that one soup he gets is supposed to be cold, which I always thought was... Uh, rude about. What's the name of it? I always thought it was gazpacho. gazpacho? It wasn't. It wasn't. No, no, gazpacho says it. Yeah, I know. And in my head, though, as a kid, I always thought, oh, what? it's gazpacho. It's supposed to be cold. And then he says something completely different in this movie. I'm like, oh, fuck. I, don't, I remember this scene wrong because I could not understand what that word was. And I mm. oh, will forget it again. You know what I mean? The more you learn, Andy, you know what I mean? The more you know. Anyways, though, uh, I, yeah, he's like, Shrek, listen, find my parents. Why would I fucking help you? I'm Max Shrek and I'm a son of a bitch. And he's like, oh, funny story about that. And he brings out this stocking that has all, or like Christmas stocking that has all of his uh, misdeeds in it. And he's got a thermos full of fucking uh, radioactive runoff or whatever. They've got pools of the shit in the back. Sludge. That green he's got sludge. Exactly. He's got uh, paperwork that uh, uh, proves that his, you know, uh, net neutral plant or whatever is actually destroying everything. And he's like, I would have had those shredded. And he pulls it out and it's all it has been shredded. He's like a lot of tape and a little patience. Uh, And then finally, he's like, how's your original business partner? Right. He's like, oh, he's on an extended vacation. He's like, sure he is. And he pulls out his hand. He's like, hi, it's my hand. He's got you want to see any other parts of my body? So he's got Max over the barrel here. All right. Because what's he say, Andy? What's he say? I don't know. What? You flush it, I <laughs> flaunt it. Anything oh, that these, mm-hmm. you th- these people try to throw away, these Gotham socialites, uh, Penguin's going to find and use to his advantage. How did he not find any of Bruce Wayne's receipts for buying a bat plane or a bat boat or anything like that? Remains to be yeah. seen. We don't know. I guess Bruce he bu- Yeah, he bought the bat plane from Boeing. Yeah, he has a receipt. It was it was on a deal. You got the bat plane and the bat boat too for. Well, it's it's gonna be like another Batman movie we'll watch later, where he's like, I bought the body of the plane from this company, but the wings from another company. Like, oh, fucking brilliant, Bruce. You know what I mean? That's how you get them. Dude, mm-hmm. future spoilers. That you don't know what movie it is though, so you don't know what I'm talking about, and you don't know that I'm talking about the cow winning out the plane. Um, That's from the so Catwoman movie. Catwoman, yeah. Oh man, the Reddit. Poof, man, the Reddit really wants us to do that Catwoman movie. Don't fuck <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Like, it's in the universe. I'm like, it's not in the universe. I want to do it, man. I want to do it. it. (laughs) You can do it. You can do it all by yourself. Just for chaos. (laughs) Um, And so Max Shrek's like, fuck, I'm over a barrel here. Oh, this also I should point out, too. The Penguin introduces all his his, uh, umbrellas there. I like that. He's got the different umbrellas on, you know, all the different shit he's going to do to them and use them and stuff like that. Dude, Uh, later when he says, I pulled out a cute one. It's such a good lie. Oh, yeah. Ah, I grab the cute one. When when he uh when he scares Shrek with the the gun umbrella. Yeah. Um, right, what, what is this supposed to do? Hypnotize me? No, I'll just give you a splitting headache. Well, it's not yeah. working. And then they're yeah, blanks. They're, they're, but then he goes, they're blanks. He, it didn't even occur to me that it was a gun at that point. Like the fact that he was like, ah, oh, they're blanks. Don't worry, but you think I'd kill you right now? I was like, oh, I thought it was just like an explosion to scare somebody. I didn't know it was actually shooting. Like it was <laughs> like it tended to be a gun. I don't know. It was weird. Uh, from there, Max understands the situation. He's over the barrel. He's got to help. We jump back to Selena Kyle, who does the now infamous, honey, I'm home. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm not married. And walks into her apartment, uh, which, as uh, Nick has pointed out, has a Murphy bed, which he enjoys quite a bit. Because Murphy cool. beds are cool. Yeah. They're, They're cool. really cool. Uh, she walks around. Miss Kitty comes home. Miss Kitty apparently just a slut cat, Out just getting fucked all over. Jesus. You know what I mean? Just hey, this is this is, canon. this is canon. 
This is canon, Kevin. Uh, but uh, uh, that Michelle being Fo- said, spray and neuter your pets, people. Spray and neuter them. Yes, it's very important. <laughs> spray them. Spray them down with some. What is it? What is it? What, is it, what am I Spay, 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 spay. That's it. Spay and neuter. <laughs> Cut them up. Miss <laughs> uh, Kitty gets some milk. Michelle Pfeiffer plays her messages. They're from her mom being annoying. Uh, they're from a guy she was going to go on a Christmas getaway with, saying he's not going to go on the Christmas getaway. Voice it's from guy? Go- Gotham Lady. I don't know who is it. Tim Burton. Oh, oh really? look at that little fact. Wow. Dude, some of these messages, and it's later, it's an it's the second round of messages, but the one that's straight up like, hey man, hey women, there's a perfume you should be using if you're a secretary that maybe your boss will want to fuck you. Candlelight Candle dinner, Holy yeah, later. Shit. On. That yeah. is the most disturbing thing. Like at any point. I don't know. Like it's 2020 and that's not appropriate. There's no way that was appropriate in 92. No. Oh no, no, no. It wasn't. It was it was definitely playing into the more like, you know, 50s feel of like, oh man, make yourself attractive for your boss. I mean, that's all that's what the whole Catwoman narrative, right? Is that she's meant to be this anti-hero or whatever, but in this movie, meant to be like a feminist icon, right? Of like, no, fuck this. I'm gonna own my sexuality. I'm gonna own this. I don't need. I don't need any of you. And I'm gonna fucking play you against each other and get what I want out of the situation. Even, even when when Michelle Pfeiffer's got the messy hair gone, you're like, yeah, no, she's hot. You could tell that she's attractive. It reminds me of uh, in in oh, what's that? She's the all that. Team another movie. team yeah, movie. She's all, another yeah, team she's movie. All that. She's got she's glasses that, in her hair up, and they pull it down and take exactly. off the glasses. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, all right, we see it. We see it. We get yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, however, though, the last message on Selena's uh, answering machine, at least for this scene, is herself saying, hey, you fucked up, idiot. You got to go all the way back and get the files for the Bruce Wayne meeting that's happening on Wednesday. Uh, you should have, you know, probably wrote yourself a post-it note at home before you did any of that. And or Selena's just like, uh, literally go in early the next day. Was there anything to be gained by the hour trip back to the office, the hour trip back? And then what are you going to do? You're going to start research. Just get some sleep. Go in there at 6 in the morning. Pull all those files. You don't That's know when Max Shrek starts his day, though. All right? Max Shrek's not the kind Ruthless of guy Ruthless businessman. He starts his day at noon. He's coming in. Oh, my God. Two. You don't know anything about being successful You don't know shit thing. about Max Shrek. He's got to be up for the stock <laughs> markets. He's got to see what's happening over in China so, and shit. Yeah. I bet Max Shrek probably gets three to four hours of sleep a night. That's Andy, we've often thought of you, Andy, as the Max Shrek of kind of funny. What time did you go to bed? I have thought about that. Oh, my. Well, the weekend was a mess, man. The weekend was like, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Nick. I'll tell you what. Like Saturday night, went to bed like at 630 in the morning, woke up at 10 a.m. for the Cowboys game. Cowboys getting throttled. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to sleep. But I never did. The Cowboys won, man. It was what, do you guys, what do you guys thoughts oh, on Max great. Shrek's hair? I love great. it. It's totally it real. It does such a there. it does such a disadvantage to Christopher Walken because when you're a kid and you watch this movie, you're like he's an old man, and then you watch Christopher Walken for the next forty years of cinema and go, how is he not getting older? And yeah, then you walk yeah. here like, oh, he was young. I see. Is it a wig though? Oh, Andy. Is it a wig? Uh. I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino, where we talk about whether or not something's a wig in a movie that we're talking about. This is 100% not a wig. That is Christopher Walken's real hair. That part where it looks really? like it's glued on right there around the entire hairline. Totally just how he was born. No, it's 100% <laughs> a wig. Now, here's wow. the thing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like he is- does not have the amazing hair that you might want. But let me tell you how you can keep the hair that you have. Ladies and gentlemen, this episode is brought to you by Keeps. As guys, much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair, from how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when you get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. 
That's why they called it that. Uh, did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have some hair left. Andy and Nick have been doing this type of stuff for years now, uh, helping to prevent that hair from leaving their heads. Uh, Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. Uh, you can keep treatments typically or keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results. So it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using keeps, the more hair you will save. Um, you can go to keeps.com slash morning to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K E E P S.com slash morning. If you're ready to take action, to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash morning. Next up, I want to give a shout out to manscaped and i haven't read this copy yet uh yeah. but just looking at it right now there's a, there's there, yeah there's it's it's a it's a weird one for me i'll tell you why uh do you have a moose near the caboose that needs to be tamed oh, yeah, i'm talking yeah. hairy big and needs some support thankfully our sponsor today manscaped has you covered to keep the hair looking nice and trimmed and feeling fully supported manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels beluga did you hear that that's your moose asking for manscaped. <laughs> I don't understand what any of that means, <laughs> but I do understand that they are talking about uh, your, you know, your your bushy bush down there, and you're trying to get it all cleaned up. The manscaped engineering Boof-a-la. team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, the lawnmower 3.0. What was that, Nick? The buffalata, man. The That's Phoebe buffet. You got to make sure that thing's trimmed down. For a limited time, when you order the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts. You get the shed travel bag and manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs. Uh, the waistband of these boxer briefs is super elastic to reduce chafing and rubbing. That's something you don't want, especially when you got a lot of hair down there. You know what I'm talking about? Try to get that thing clean. You need to manscape, ladies and gentlemen. Manscape right now by going to get 20% off of free shipping with the code morning at manscapes.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code morning at manscaped.com. From the moose to the caboose, always use the right tools for the job. <laughs> Soup to nuts, manscaped. Hey, man, you got to respect it. They know what they're doing. They get you know it, what I mean? Man. They get it. Listen, if you can't have fun talking about shaving your balls, what can you have fun talking about? Batman Returns? I'm having fun. Uh, so Selena goes back to Shrek HQ and starts going through all the paperwork. And then lo and behold, Max Shrek, now freed from the penguin, since he's going to help him uh, get his family records, uh, comes back to the office. And finds Selena going through this filing cabinet and spooks her a bit. She's like, oh, God. And then Selena just can't shut up, right? Because she's being, she's doing the right thing. She's there. She's working hard. I'm gathering all your stuff from the Bruce Wayne meeting. I've got all this different stuff. And I got, I I, I even pulled the protected files. And he's like, wait a second. How'd you pull the protected files? And she's like, well, I guess that Geraldo, the the name of your chihuahua is what you, and it's weird that Max is hung up on this chihuahua, but he is. That would be the actual uh, name of this or the password and lo and behold it is and i got in and i started pulling stuff and she's like oh it's really interesting stuff though way above my thing but it's interesting how it's actually not a power generator or a power plant it's actually a capacitor and it's going to store the energy and then you can do whatever you want with it later and she's like you know what, what was the line nick you said she earlier? says it's really interesting i would say and he goes and who, who would, would you, you say, say that to and like she nobody? goes, of course, nobody, of course, nobody. Yeah, of course. Not. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, she stands up. He starts threatening her. It gets get really, really tense. Backs her up to the window. And then he, he's ah, 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 and like walking there. Creepy as fuck, man. God walking is terrifying. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's like, oh, he's like, oh, you really had me there. He's like, I, I and he shoves her out the window. So violent. 
she goes, she breaks through a couple of the different Shrek uh, cat uh, awnings, slowing her down a bit, but then she slams into the asphalt below. Uh, See, now my take on this was that she didn't die necessarily. It's just like it's, that it just kind of knocked her out and fucked up her brain. But then I guess that doesn't really backed by the nine lives motif because this is life number one, right? Right. Yeah. Um, like but you I, said. I mean, she, she like doesn't die in any of the other ones, like, right? The... The but that f- would have killed her. That's what she's saying with this nine lives. The garbage. bullets would have killed her. She also she would have died. The shoulder. People get shot in the shoulder. Well, the kitty litter, she'd have been fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, no. That that the the sand high fall. Yeah. That sand that is just like a the mattress. sand would have acted. <laughs> it's just like a mattress. <laughs> it's like a big tempurpedic. He just bounces right out of it, right? Kevin, that's how <laughs> no, physics work. No, not at then, yeah, yeah, Penguin, like, all, Penguin all has of, the the thing around her neck that lifts her yeah. up really high. All of this is just you know really baffling. I don't know. This is super goofy. Yeah, I don't know what the cats are doing uh, to bring her back to life. As she the lies nibble- there. A bunch of different cats run on in. The they start licking the finger, her. Though. They the start nibbling, nibbling on her fingers finger. is like a visceral it. memory for me I that I hated hate it. as a kid. I appreciate, you know, and granted, I know Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, was obviously a big star back then, but not like now she's like a legend, right? You know what I mean? Mm. But she's, they were still like, hey, we want this cat to lick inside your mouth and move your upper lip. And she's like, oh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here, I'm here, Tim Burton, to be Catwoman. So let's do well, it. Well, wait, I don't know if Tim has that moment, but there's a piece of trivia about the bird in her mouth. That's fascinating. I don't, I don't. What, Give oh, it to us right now. A real, that's a real bird. They yeah, had right. to train the bird to like be comfortable being in someone's mouth. And they, it was there for like a couple seconds. And they just like basically rolled on it. Put it and then she she spits it out. But they wanted there to be literally the one shot of her spitting a live bird out of her mouth, which she does. That what are the odds that it's shit in Same her thing. Mouth. I guarantee it's shit in her mouth. If I was in your mouth, Kevin, I'd be so scared I'd just shit all down your throat. Oh my god. Same thing with uh <laughs> the fact that like she learned the actual whip tricks, right? Like she knew how to use that whip, she which did. isn't like outrageous, but like still crazy that she knew how yeah, to use the whip. Crack that yeah. way. Bag Shrek slip. Uh, she's on the ground. The cats run up. They lick her back to life. The cats just chew on her and lick her back to life. You know what I mean? She eyes snap open all creepily. Uh, she then goes back to her house again, but and it's kind of the same scene, but it's not right. Where she throws up and she's like, "Honey, I'm home." Oh, that's right. I'm not married. And walks in all zombie and doesn't get her keys on the right thing and yada yada yada. And she presses play on the messages and she goes to the milk and starts chugging the milk. Just ah. And it's, it's a million so messages. Nasty. It's nasty. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of messages from her mom and just being a dick about all sorts of different things. She skips them, skips them, skips them. And then eventually it's the Lady uh, Gotham perfume again. And it's what we talked about earlier of like, yeah, you if you wear this to the office, your boss will want to keep you late for a meeting, a candlelight meeting or whatever. And like, fuck you on the desk or whatever. And that's when she's like, ah, and she throws the milk and smack, gets it. And then she just gets the fucking frying pan. Or she starts the whole bunch of stuff. She smashes shit, but then she gets the cast iron. She smashes more shit. Tearing up her apartment. Door wide open, but it's Gotham. I'm, at this point, I'm out. like, you know, you got to assume that Gotham is a you know pretty crime infested uh, city. You do. you do, but like no calls were made. Like yeah. she's making a racket. I wish I had those neighbors. <laughs> you, know you know better. I mean? You stay. You stay out of it at this point. You know what I mean. The you stay is, out of it. Yeah, I think that when you hear the scream, you 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 turn to your significant other and go, "Should we call the police?" But then when you hear the garbage disposal with knives and like <laughs> shit going down, the fucking go, stuffed animals getting torn up. Yeah, we go. You know what? Let's just let's just call yeah, this one. Let's call this one a wash. But then I love it. She you know she gets the spray paint and sprays on the wall. Then she walks in her room and like there's the hello there thing and smashes the O. Oh, Smashes the, the nose. 
or in the O. So it's just hell there. Or hell yeah, here. Hell here. Uh, and then, yeah, she smashes up her room, tears some stuff apart, gets in and gets the one, like, sexy leather coat she has after she fucks up her kitten T-shirt. And then she walks over to the sewing, gets her sewing stuff out and starts this making whole scene her cow. This um, was so over the top and campy in a way. That's because it was. Like, it was. God, this is dumb. Look at her uh, spray one line of black spray, like, across two walls. Like a fun a- fact, though, is that the, um, the neon lights... We're actually um, a foreshadowing homage to Joel Schumacher's work for the next two films. Just hell. Just hell here. <laughs> uh, at the very end, we get a far, we get a wide shot of her saying, oh, right, Miss Kitty, I feel so much yebbier. And finding her new, like, you know, her she's no longer using the dead voice. She's using the Catwoman voice. And she's all, like, moving around, all silhouetted. Uh, from there, like we said, this movie moves very quickly. Uh, it's time to enact the plan here to get uh, Cobblepot uh, the access he deserves. So it's yet another press conference back at the Christmas tree thing with the fucking mayor. And he's just like, hey, listen, Gotham will not be lawless. This is We're going to stop this, your police. And then as he says this, another fucking crazy person comes out, this time a tumbler or whatever, grabs the mayor's baby from the mayor's wife, mm-hmm. pushes the mayor who does this. <laughs> Like if if it was Jen in holding Portillo and somebody We're grabbed throwing. Portillo and shoved We're me, throwing. I'm coming back at you. All right. And maybe I'm just not a fucking weak pussy like this fucking Gotham mayor is. I'll say it. Cobblepot was right. This mayor doesn't have the You're stuff right. needed to run this city. Greg, Greg Miller does. You're so right, Greg. The, the fact that nobody sitting around at this press conference doesn't stand up to do anything. We saw like three armed guards protect Bush when a guy threw a shoe at him. Like, like everybody just standing around, and, and they give way. him, they give him time to say his piece. With yeah, the I know. Baby <laughs> I've never been one for speeches, a- so I'll just say thanks. Nobody thinks to they're like, oh, this is clearly part of the press conference. Everybody's right. sitting there, is like, like uh, do something, man. I, I have crazy. a theory on that. I have a theory on that. You know how like you're in hour two of watching the Academy Awards, and the dude accepts the award for like best fucking shoe design, and you're like, nobody cares. And then he starts giving a really long speech. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my god. And then the next guy gets up, and goes, hey, I'm not really one for speeches, so I'll just say thanks. And everyone's like, thank you, thank you. We've been here for so long. This this has been so long that we just thank this guy uh while this is all happening uh cobblepot moves the uh or penguin moves the grate for the sewer so there's just a sewer tell paula bless you for us there's just an open sewer over there uh the dude grabs the baby does a million flips and then goes down the hole uh into the sewer he goes down there again all of these fucking yellow belly Gotham citizens gather around the hole. No one going down after him. You know what I mean? No one thinking to go down and try to stop this. This man's kidnapped a baby. They all just gather around it uh, down there. Of course, the guy gives it to penguin and then they do a whole like, Oh no, it's the penguin. Oh God. And then the penguins in his rubber ducky uh, car, which is fucking awesome. That lifts up and into a way where there's just no possible human way that the penguin he could get close enough to the hole to come out of it in the duck but it doesn't matter penguin rises out of the hole with the baby and everybody's like oh my god it's the penguin and it's the baby and he's like he gives it back to the mayor immediately bulbs are going off flashbulbs going off penguins like this you know, being all penguin so about funny it. i love that i love him yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but Max Shrek, of course, is right there uh, with the mayor. Uh, they, you know, thank him, and it's this thing of like, he's look at this guy, what a great dude, or whatever. He gives the press conference, the press conference switches over now, listening to what the Penguins got to say, and he's like, oh yeah, you know, I've lived beneath you, and I want to find my parents, and yada 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 yada. Uh, he might not say that part right there, but then we go back, fucking Bruce Wayne, of course, is just sitting at home watching TV. If you're fucking Batman and they're doing a press conference, you get your ass to a gargoyle just and you watch. There. Just something there. is going to happen. You know what I mean? Especially if the press conference is going to be, there's not going to be any more crime. That means they're about to be a crime at the press conference. Mm-hmm. This isn't hard, Bruce. Put it together. But I then again, that. I just, I just love you know the speech from Penguin being like, I just want to find my parents, and Bruce is like, oh, I hope he finds them. It's a really weird solved. moment. Crisis averted. Yeah. This guy seems like a pretty cool yeah. guy. Huh. But yeah, they set it all up right of like, yeah, the idea is that I just want to find my parents, man. I just want to be, I just want to find out where I came from, a chance to find out where I'm from. So from there, we jump over to the Hall of Records where we're throwing a, a, a officer out, or not an officer, we're throwing a journalist out of the Hall of Records. He's like, it's a public place, man, a First Amendment right. And Shrek comes out. And he's like, listen, man, keep give the Constitution a rest. This, man, what about the right to find yourself? You know, I do a terrible, a terrible walk. Do it one more time. What, what about can, the, you can get better. What the about the Find yourself. Find yourself. Your family. Yeah, your roots. You know what I mean? Like, hey, wow, that's like a Al Pacino I, with I, Morgan I, Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't do the impressions, Andy. There's a reason you do. There's a reason you do. Um. So yeah, you know. So they're like, all right, fine, fuck off. They all walk. It's Christmas time. They walk out, and Cobblepot's in there, just going through the paperwork, and he's looking over his shoulder, all shifty, like quite a bit, right? Because he's like, nah, I'm up to something or whatever. Uh, of course, Batman is like, mm, mm, I don't trust this. He's up, and he's he tells Alfred he's up to something. You know what I mean? And so what does Batman do? Just goes for a cruise. Just gets in the Batmobile, full, full suited up, drives by the Hall of Records. Doesn't intimidate what him. the living fuck was this scene? Like, why not? Doesn't intimidate him. Doesn't come up and be like, I know you're up to something. Just drives by the Hall of Records to be like, I want to see it with my own two eyes. He drives by, he's like, yup, he is still in there looking at all the records. Okay. All right. Okay. Batman doesn't trust him. I guess that's confirmed or whatever. Uh, from there, we go to the graveyard and to the Cobblepot graves where, yes, there it is. They are dead. Uh, he knew this already, of course, but he makes a big scene about it. He comes out. I forget, does anybody remember what the journalist asked? He was like, oh, man, it sucks. You'll never get to square up with him, right? And he's like, he has something he says here that's foreshadowing what he's going to do, right? I'm just like, yeah, I, don't, I, I would remember. ask them why they're doing the thing. It doesn't matter too much. This, this is what happens, right? Um, meanwhile, then, it's time to get back to Catwoman's story because this movie is not about Batman fucking at all. Uh, <laughs> we jump to now the streets of Gotham. People are excited about the Penguin. They're reading the newspapers. and They're like, man, what a swell guy. Uh, and then there's a woman getting held up at gunpoint or maybe just getting held up. I forgot if there's a gun or not uh, by some dude. And uh, this is when Catwoman makes her debut takes that guy out and like, oh, it was nothing more manly than fucking beating on a woman, right? And knocks him out. And she's like, oh, man, thank you. And then she, the Catwoman shoves her up against the wall. It's like, real quick. you got to fucking take uh, power over your own self. You know what I mean? We can't mm-hmm. have fucking have it be all the time waiting for fucking Batman to save you. Fucking be, it's, you're the 90s. Be, be the 90s woman. Meow. Um, meow. She does say meow. Meow. But okay. dude, her, her, like, I love Catwoman, I fucking love this movie. I love how obscene she is and ridiculous it all is. Yeah. But like her suit, the fact that she makes her own suit, we see that. It's like that didn't need to happen. But we do. And it's fucked up and there's stitches everywhere. And it's like super it. Tim Burton and creepy. But the fact that she has the kitty nails that are like blades. Like that shit is so yeah. fucking scary. And she cuts the guy's face. It's like, how did this movie get a PG-13 rating? She didn't just cut his face. She tic-tac-toe. cut tic-tac-toe into his face. And the guy's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's insane, man. It's so fucking scary. 
Uh, I have no idea how that got a PG rating, by the way. From there, it's time for this Wednesday. Because this is the craziest thing. Is it's still fucking one day. Now it's time for the Wednesday meeting with Bruce Wayne. A lot of shit has happened overnight. <laughs> here. A lot of shit has happened in the morning, but we're still keeping the meeting. Uh, it's the Bruce Wayne, uh, Christopher Walken meeting. And he walks uh, uh, Wayne in. He's like, I want to get you, I get you a cup of coffee, but uh, you know my secretary's on leave or whatever. Uh, they sit down and immediately, uh, you know, they start, Bruce calls him on his bullshit. Has his own report that he's got made. Throws it across the fucking room at him in this power play. And this is where they go to. He's like, oh, you know, mayors mayors come and go. Blue bloods uh, tire out. Like this is gonna happen. Get on the right side of history. It's gonna be my fucking legacy. And they kind of start jawing at each other and yelling at each other. And uh, he's like, oh, if my assistant was here, I'd have her escort you out of the building. And Selena Kyle walks in, and Chip's all, like, amazed, too. Like, well, I thought I thought my dad killed this woman last night. And then Walken's all amazed, too. But then Bruce Wayne's immediately like, this chick is hot. Like, I like what I'm seeing here, and I like this weird, dead-eyed attitude she's got going on. This is my style. The horniness of this movie knows no ends. Like, yeah. like Penguin is just... <laughs> oh, my God, right? Like a horn ball, the like, the time. entire time. Like, it's just ridiculous. But mm-hmm. Batman... Batman, it, both as Batman and Bruce Wayne, there's no difference. It's just like all reason just goes away because Catwoman's hot. It's a fucking bizarre choice. Yeah, it is yeah. weird because especially later in the movie where we witness her kind of um, help kill the Ice Princess or the, the whatever the, whatever that that character's name yeah, is, the Beauty Passing it doesn't. And then he's just like, "Where's well, to make hot a little bit?" Like, I'm okay with it. Like Penguin really did the killing. You just kind of helped a she little. She felt <laughs> bad. We saw her feel bad, and I feel like Batman felt he gets she felt it. bad. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> one where of those do, things. Where, it's like where when do you feel it, Kev? In his wiener. In his, in his, in cowl. his wiener. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh so that'll happens uh she does escort him out he's befuddled in the elevator when, he, when but he's trying to set up a date with her right um i'm going oh i'm going down or whatever and that that's the end of that one from there then it's um back to the penguins uh new layer where it's him upstairs in this thing and then across the way is all the gang the gang is just there. I have no idea how the world doesn't see the gang there, but they're all there in the corner just chilling out, waiting for the Penguin to do his thing because he's going through his paperwork shit. Um, Shrek shows back up. He comes back up the uh, the uh, uh, not the elevator, the rotating stairs here. What do you call it? Circular stairs. Mm-hmm. Circular stairs. Spiral stairs. Spiral, Spiral, staircase. Spiral staircase. Thank you. Uh, and he's in Penguin's like Rah! he puts on his stuff, and Shrek's trying to coax him out. And he's got a fish. He he's did like, Come that. With me. He did go. Rah! He does that Rah! a lot. Yeah, he does yeah. that a lot. I got a surprise for you, kind of thing. He also and he was brings him down out by uh, or coaxed down the stairs by, by a fish. Yeah, I hated uh, that. Which I hated that eats, because and he eats the entire next seed, and it's so alarming, disgusting. It's so fucking weird. Like that—that that was a choice in this movie that, like, I just feel like doesn't like that takes the camp to an extent that, like, mm-hmm. doesn't isn't backed up by the rest of the movie. Where that scene of these normal human beings in this place are looking at him do this, and they're all just fully supporting him. But see, like, I just that's—I feel like that's Chuck to like, oh, they're getting paid to like ignore all his issues like he bites a dude's nose off yeah that was and yeah, like fine. no one no one makes a big deal about it like he then hits on a woman right no yeah they, they freak out a tiny bit kevin but yeah like uh, to me this would be a call the cops this man's insane like it, no he's just andy come on got... if it happens on the office it happens in the office we'll figure it out don't don't involve the cops Greg was the was the woman the other the other like PR person Jan Hooks is that Jan Hooks Jan Hooks from SNL yeah God bless Jan Hooks man Hell I yeah just, yeah God bless her so yeah everything you just said happens they bring her down he eats the fish he, uh, it, somehow beneath he him they the built fish. an entire uh, cobble pot for a mayor thing 
Now, uh, granted, I would have loved to have seen Penguin get made over. Yeah, well, I thought yeah, that was what, interesting. What yeah, does that, that look yeah. like? You know, like give him a little haircut, maybe just like a full body surgery. <laughs> like, Put him in a tuxedo. <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, that's they make that fun joke here, right? Where they're like, take back your your roots and they give them the, the you know the the yeah the birthright right and they give them the old cig- cigarette in the cigarette holder like uh from the 66 episode and he or whatever penguin he wears it for like or has it in his mouth for like two seconds and spits it out spits along it with out. a bunch of the fish um as if to say no i am not the 66 penguin he did I'm wear his little penguin. he did wear his uh one piece monocle up there though i like yeah. that a lot the 66 um, penguin uh how do you say his name Berg- burgess burgess meredith burgess meredith. meredith uh he was asked to be the penguin's dad for this no. movie, but he was too sick to be able to do it. Oh, Aww. that sucks. That would have been awesome. Thing right now, if you guys ever want to see Burgess Meredith in his in in his just prime, cut you the fuck down. Watch Grumpy Old Men. He is the best in that. He plays their. Oh dad. my god! I never so thought about that. How's the sequel? Good. Grumpy. Good. Grumpy old, old man. Grumpy old man is good too. Yeah, you don't want to watch this. Is that the same as? Wait, what's his Gone Fishing? No, those no, that's that's a, that's a <laughs> Joe Pesci and Danny Glover movie. Grumpy Old Men was Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon, Lemon. who were um, re, kind of reprising their odd couple role, but as old dudes. And then uh, Burgess Meredith plays, I believe, Jack Lemon's dad, and he's great. He just gives him shit the entire I saw, time. That it's great. I saw both of these movies in theaters. Don't ask me why. Like I don't know who I was. I that's that's how it was, man. That's, that's what we used to do as kids. We used to go see all sorts <laughs> of weird ass movies. I remember I, I saw these in theaters too. It, it was one of those, Greg, where like you know, it, it's summer and everybody. He's working, so I just went to go see it with like my aunt and my yeah. cousins or so. It was one of those weird ass movies. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and like you said, so he's down there. He spits the fish. He totally wants to fuck Jan Hooks. He talks about that over and over again. Bites that dude's nose. Uh, then on his way back up, yeah, like you're, you're, what is it? You're the coolest. Yeah, you're the coolest role model a young person could have. And he's like, well, you're the hottest young person a role, a role model, model could have. <laughs> have a button, and he like fixes it to her breast all awkwardly. Such a and he, creepy like, way. Everybody else around her, like no reaction. They're just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, like, this is guy. Well, he's weird. He came from the sewers, but he saved a baby. He's cool. Uh, he also Shrek and him also go through the whole thing of like, wait, this ha- elections happen in November. This is late December, and he's like, ah, things change. You know, this, this is you know clearly there's going to be some shit going on. And he's like, what do you mean? he's like let's get law and disorder in the streets you know what i mean like it's just the disorder part uh and so he's like oh you want me to let my uh goons from upstairs the red triangle gang run rampant on gotham he's like yeah show the mayor has no balls as we already know because he couldn't even save his own child uh and then we can get a recall thing going we could get you put in as mayor you could restore law and order and he's like this is a great plan we're in uh from there selena kyle uh, aka catwoman begins her big thing and so of course as we will find out at the end, she goes, you know, a, a death for a death, right? Or a kill for a killer, whatever she says. And that's a great plan. But she decides to start differently where she just wants to fuck up Shrek's department store. So she shows up as Catwoman at the Shrek department store. And we get the cool thing of her on the glass with the cat face in front of her. And then she drags her nails to make the screechy noises. She goes in there and she's fucking up mannequins. Uh, she's tearing shit down. The guy show up, like we said, our take home was only 300. You're overpaid. Get out of here. Uh, she eventually grabs some paint, uh, spray paint, puts that into a microwave, closes that door, punches through a thing, tears it out, opens up the gas, gas is filling. Uh, 
Uh, meanwhile, outside, uh, yeah, the Red Triangle Gang's fucking up everything. They're there. They're going crazy and just, you know, being the Red Triangle Gang or whatever. Uh, Batman shows up again. He fucks them up and does all this different stuff. Uh, at one point, Batman turns, and guess what? There's the Penguin himself. And he's like, oh, you're just fucking here to see your handiwork. And Because we've already talked about at this point, like, the thing I already talked about with the microfiche, where he's like, oh, clearly this is, uh, you know, the fucking Penguin Boy from the, the circus. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm just a concerned citizen here surveying, you know, future mayor sur- surveying the crime scene. You're not the mayor. Things change. Uh, you don't th- you don't really think you'll win. He- Penguin asked Batman. Things change. Uh, and so they're having this little tit for tat uh, there with the wordplay. And out of the fucking Shrek's department store, right? Catwoman comes doing her many, 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 many flips we were talking about earlier. And she gets there and comes up. <sighs> and like, they both look at her and she says, yeah blows up everything because you know the microwave and the gas and all that stuff we were talking about earlier um from there batman's distracted penguins distracted uh catwoman takes off and penguins like i saw her first gotta fly and one of his umbrellas turns into a helicopter and he goes up there batman Batman stands around like a fucking moron that was always really cool to me yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then uh, i forget is uh, penguin catches up to catwoman here or no we just go straight to the batman catwoman fight this is straight to the Batman Catwoman fight, right? Probably. Yeah. So Batman, he ascends the building. Catwoman's there. She kicks him in the face. Uh, she starts giving him the old what for. Finally, Batman's like, I've had enough. Punches her. She goes down. She's like, I, I can't believe you'd hit a woman. And Batman's like, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Fuck, I'm fine. Yeah. Ah, and she kicks him again. She's like, no, you didn't let me finish. I can't believe you'd, you know, whatever. And she has a whole little monologue there about it. It was like, like, I need an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, call an ambulance, but not for me. <laughs> uh, doing i'm sure what is tim's favorite fight scene in uh, continuing the tradition of 89 she just kicks him a bit backwards and he just falls over the side all awkwardly and he's hanging on and then we have some kind of weird like somebody just watched their first skate video before this it's like this weird fisheye lens of batman hanging there (laughs) okay cool whatever positive shot also what's weird is that they don't they don't want to show the sky at all so you don't have a sense of how what the hell's going on here where this rooftop is because i think they didn't want to shoot like city Gotham City in the background because it would have been too hard to do the map painting. So you end up just shooting up or down the entire time. And so it's very confusing. Then he like punches her. She falls backward, but then forward over the thing somehow. And then they all fall onto the thing. And well, he, he does. He takes it. He shakes up. He has like, oh, like yeah, you know right. what, what I have is a container of acid. My last ditch effort to fucking really burn and hurt people. <laughs> and he throws that up and explodes on her arm. Yeah. Which then he's gets up or off the rope. And then she goes over the side and she lands in the kitty litter. That's right. And that's when she's like saved by kitty litter and looks at her like, damn it. Because he fucked did up. We, did we? I'm sorry. Did you mention the No, line please. In, that in, was in, in uh, when they first met where he goes, I'm sorry, I mistook me for someone else. No, I didn't mention that. But that, that his whole befuddled nature of dealing with well, Selena but Kyle I love the, him up, getting that hard bone. There's a couple different moments where they both, each of the characters say something like that. So he said, I mistook me for someone else. He's like, we've met before, right? And she goes, I don't think we have. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I mistook me for someone else. Not I mistook you for someone else. Because when he met her, he was Batman. Yeah. Mm. not bruce wayne right i, just, yeah, I yeah, love yeah, those little yeah. tiny the little tiny things she has something like that later too where she says like something to that degree of like because they don't know who each other's alter egos are anyway, sure sorry continue well i mean we're you know we're combining a whole bunch of stuff you're doing great don't worry uh okay. this is also the whole thing where we had the them brawling around her getting on top of him mistletoe's deadly if you eat it and then also where's where are you where are you the real you and she stabs him in the side with her little cat uh fingernail before giving him the kiss does yeah. she give him the kiss here? Is this the kiss? Where she, goes, well, she licks ah. his face. Yeah, she licks his bat nose too. Yeah. Um, he goes and home. Then, he pulls he that out. And, and then Bruce Wayne's sitting there. He kind of like, 
Like he does. He does. Yeah. When he goes back and reflects on it, right? He does that yeah. thing. Um, from Dude, there, we're back a bummer, But it was too constricting. Yeah. Oh, he was fighting hard for the rest of that fight. Was he? Right? Like, oh, you think he's a little, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, yeah. From there, we're back at Oswald HQ, where Oswald comes back from something. I guess actually, here's where he puts the button on the girl. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. Uh, he comes upstairs. Cat, they're like, Penguin or Oswald, somebody's here to see you. And it's Catwoman laying in his bed. And he's like, oh, fuck, here we go. And you want to back to the horny nature of this movie, Tim. You can take this away. is the horny. I'm just saying this is the horniest part. Like this entire thing. It's just like, OK, so you're both extremely horny and inappropriate. And I, I, this whole scene made me uncomfortable. A lot of this movie made me uncomfortable. And I think that's the combination between Tim Burton-ness and uh, horniness. Those things sure. combined can be I a powerful thing. Like someone else famous being called Tim. I think that's probably a big part of it, but I don't want to get into it. But yeah, there's a whole horny thing here. Is this where she says semi hard too? Where she's talking about yes. like, yeah, like, Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> it's a nice euphemism there. Yeah. Uh they they do a lot of <laughs> if it isn't my the just the pussy I was looking for, like, damn, they're all over this thing. You know what yeah. I mean? They're making this thing that you're 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 a parent and you can bring your kid and they can have fun, but you're a parent and you can also be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking jerk off later. You know, yeah. I mean? yeah. like that. And if five. you're Paul Rubens, you, you can do it at exactly. the same time. You can do the same time. I'll go to the theater later. There's also that infamous line later where Penguin's like, I just came in my pants. There's also that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, they set up this thing that Batman is uh, their villain. We need to work together. We need to make him into what he hates the most, namely us. Uh, then, yeah, a plan is forming. Uh, this is also the thing where she puts the bird in her mouth, which was real. He goes to stab the cat. Uh, they bicker and banter. She doesn't want to fuck him. She gives herself a bath at the end, which is weird, too. But she's really into the cat part of this Catwoman portrayal um from there it's the day of the actual event that the because it's the relighting of the tree which again batman it's clearly going to be bad it's clearly going to be bad batman you should Why probably you be there, there for this giant event mm-hmm. um However, instead, he runs into her on the street. Selena Kyle runs in, or Bruce Wayne runs into Selena Kyle. Uh, They talk for a little bit. She's weird and in and out of it. He's still in love with her, or at least horny with her. And he's like, "Let's, you know what? Are you going to this thing?" She's like, "No, maybe later. I don't know." And he's like, "I want to be caught dead there. Come over to my uh, place. We'll have dinner. We'll have an early dinner. Five o'clock, six o'clock, five o'clock." And but she's like, "I gotta go." I'm like, "All right, cool." Because even Catwoman knows she has to be there, but she still wants to go do this. And it's just interesting why she would. You guys, tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow, Bruce. You know what I mean? I got something really important to do tonight. Tomorrow. We'll do this. We'll do this. Yeah, you know what I mean? Let me just celebrate killing the Ice Princess and framing Batman. Let me have some fun here. Come on. Uh, Instead, though, she goes to Bruce Wayne's place. Uh, Again, they have this thing where it parallels the Vicky Vale date, but it's the entire time awkward. And I think that's well done and interesting in terms of like being so close to it but also because we've seen bruce actually have a nice normal person over and how that Mm -hmm. would go and what he wants to find in that but you can you see that not working out at all here with uh selena as she continues to go off the rails well the Uh, important the important thing too is that it didn't work out with vicky vale because and the excuse given couldn't reconcile yeah they couldn't reconcile the duality of like which is was in batman well this is one of the things i do want to give this conversation a shout out for is that it always drove me crazy as a kid who loved comic books so much, seeing any movie in any sequel and not having resolution for what happened to the relationship right. or event from before. So I always thought it was cool that they brought this up here and eventually reference it again when he's given Alfred shit, which of course I hated it. I hated yeah. it so much. Like, cause I, I agree with you where it's like, I don't like when movies just don't make reference to things, but it's just like, they spend way too long in the most awkward way possible to talk about Vicky Vale. Hey, uh, do you have a girlfriend? 
why would anybody, let alone Bruce Wayne, answer the question the way he did? It was fucking bizarre. It was they were opening up to head. each other, bro. They were opening up to each other, and that's how it worked. Apparently, um, the the movie was written as a direct sequel to the '89 Batman, but but I think Tim Burton and Bo- and Keaton were like, we don't want to do that. We want to just have this be more of a standalone movie. I think specifically Keaton wanted that, so they changed it because I guess they were going to get Vicky Vale back, and they were it was going to deal with like them getting married and stuff like that. And he was like, well, nobody do. wants to see that. And he's people just want to see me be Batman, and that's why I kind of like. Cool, it. we won't really do that in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but that's why I kind of like these scenes with with Selena Kyle because they're written completely polar opposite. Where she does challenge him, and she's like, "Remember when he says, well, Vicky?" And she goes, "Vicky was she a stewardess or a, a, a whatever?" Like she just has that shitty little lie, just that little jab at her name. And you're like, "Oh man, Selena Kyle is not fucking around, man. She's got a sharp edge to her." Uh, but yeah, then she, you know, about the duality and not being able to reconcile. And she's like, Selena's like, was she right? And he's like, oof, I don't know how to answer that. Cause if I do, then I'm a psycho or whatever. Right. Or a weirdo or I forget what he says. And she's like, well, it's, you know, always, I'm, I like psychos. Like the weirdos or normal people are always the ones who let you down or whatever. And then well, if I answer that one way, you won't let me kiss you. And then she pounces on him. They get this fun Catwoman bat Batman scene of them both not knowing each other's identities, right? Where they start making out of the couch and she reaches around his side to caress him, right? But he's like, oh, that's where I just got stabbed by you last night. He pulls her arm up here and then he goes back on her arm revealing the acid burn. She's like, oh, this and she pulls back. She's like, I got this is not right. Like, uh, you know what? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I got to get out of here. He's like, wait, I, uh, while she pulls back, the report on TV starts, right? Because what it, the other plane of action, my apologies, was that the ice princess or ice queen which we can no longer remember was in her dressing room and they just want to play her up for no reason just that she's a complete bimbo and doesn't know anything and she can't understand turning on the tree so she's reading the notes and making joke about that penguin shows up with his goons and uh the batarang right she's like oh what is that a camera and he's like yeah sorry trees and fucking knocks her out that scene then was so violent yeah like and there wasn't even a but there was maybe it's just like the audio mix, but I don't feel like there was a really loud impact hit. No, I from think the it, thing. It, I think it was meant to cut before that, like at, as Got it. it's okay. flying towards her. Yeah, but oh, okay. uh, I just really didn't understand like what what like is she dead or is it just like an injury? Is it a wig? I don't know. You know, uh, she she is just uh, for clarity. She is in fact the Ice Princess. Yeah, Thank princess. you very much. Yeah, okay. Like that's uh, really on the subtitle as well. Like, like they just commit to her being the Ice Princess. They call her in the movie, and I just love that in a Batman movie where there's all these villains and villainesses and all the shit. There's a character named the Ice Princess that is not what you think. Not all. related to Mister Freeze at all. Yeah. Um. Also, so I that wanna, I want to just go back to that line by the way, where she goes, "The, the nice guys always let you down," but she goes, "At least the crazy ones, you know, they're committed." Crazy ones. Yeah. yeah. Remember, I, I just always love that. Like, like, she got all sorts of humor about her psychosis. I committed, you know, funny. Uh, anyways, like I said, she pulls back. The, <laughs> they were going to watch the tree lighting, so the tree lighting gets interrupted by a bulletin. It is, of course, Commissioner Gordon uh, there. And I don't think this is usually how police investigations go, but he has the evidence of the ongoing investigation that has just started two seconds ago because the Ice oh. Princess is gone. He's, and they're like, is it Batman? He's like, I don't know. We got this bloody batarang, though. We don't know what's fucking going on yeah, yet, but I thought I'd tell everybody. Really thought I'd stir up some anti-Batman stuff here. And as a full timeout, I don't think this works out, but it might work out. Tim, in all of your research for Easter eggs, not I don't think it's actually this scene. It might be the first time they go to a, 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 a press conference or whatever, but one of the many things we see on TV, I feel like the narrator who like walks us into it or like, you know, the anchor who's like, and oh, now we join, whatever it is, live. 
sounds a lot like the guy who did the Batman 66. Like, will the Cape Crusader get out of this? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Do you know if it was mm-hmm. that guy? Did anybody, I is that an Easter egg? Anybody that. heard about that? No, no, no. I didn't bother to look it up, but he sounded like he was not doing the full-blown radio voice, but he was doing it. And again, it's not every scene, so don't do the thing y'all do where you clip out one very specific thing where it's a, like a woman talking. Like, you're an idiot, Greg. You're an idiot for trying to get me, all right? Nobody yeah. will ever get me, Kevin. They'll never find the weapons. Not again. Anyways, uh, they see this, and they both have to get the run. So Bruce is like, you stay here. I'll go do the thing. And all the, they, They're both terrible at excuses. Uh, but he runs into Alfred. He's like, make up an excuse. I want a business. This is the business, blah, 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 blah. And he runs away, but he goes the wrong way, and, and uh, Alfred directs him the right way. Oh, no, that's, yeah, that's right. And then Selena comes over, and she's like, hey, Alfred, I got to go. Can you say, oh, don't say that, dude, blah, blah, blah. You have a dirty limerick. And he's like, one has just sprung to mind. And she's like, great. And then she tries to go the wrong way, and he sends her out the wrong way. And Weird. then this is where... Weird. Uh, this yeah. is where we get the scene you were talking about earlier, right? With like going into the water, hitting the button, going into the sarcophagus, making the joke about Vicky, you know, who showed Vicky Vale the Batcave, you know. And meanwhile, we get to see Bruce go through his uh, suit up process and how intense and uh, thought out it is. And then we have that juxtaposed with Catwoman's process of driving her little Volkswagen Beetle and trying to put on her outfit in the car as she drives and stuff. So you have some funny funnies and guffaws there as one does. Um, it's now uh, the they're they're doing the conference or they're not doing the conference. I forget something's going on over there. But it's the whole thing we said where Batman gets on scene, right? And he looks over and sees the Ice Queen, uh, no, uh, the Ice Princess, in a warehouse. He goes in there to save her. She's tied to a chair. She's like, he's like, oh, this is frame to make me look like I did this. She's like, don't worry, I'll tell him. Just a guy with a bird in bad breath grabbed me or whatever. And then as that happens, Catwoman shows up and she's like, meow again. She's cracking the whip and she gets a chair. She throws the ice princess off the chair and she's got the chair. And she's like, ah, blah blah blah. And uh, she's talking shit to Batman as always or whatever. Um, she grabs the princess. She knocks Batman down. I guess at one point, grabs the princess, runs upstairs. Uh, Batman I, I do comes love really quick. He just like headbutts the shit out of her. And yeah. she just like slowly grabs his head, fucking knees him. Like it's like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just, like, they're letting it happen, right? They're I, letting yeah. this fight happen. That was a fun fight, and like there's a moment where he's like, "You look hungry. Have some fiber." And he th- shoves. No, no, he, eat, eat, eat floor, eat, eat floor, high fiber, high fiber. While all this is happening, the Penguin goons have uh, gone in and are fucking with the Batmobile. They've figured out how to repeal the shields. They're going in there installing all the stuff uh, that uh, they need or whatever. We didn't mention this earlier, but their their original plan was to turn the Batmobile into a giant bomb. bomb. Yeah. 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 Great point. Yeah. 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 yeah, Exactly. And and that's when Catwoman's like, yeah, no, no, you can't uh, turn. Don't kill him. He'll be a martyr. Instead, turn him into what he hates us. Um. Batman runs on upstairs. Uh, he gets up there, and the ice prince, the queen, ice princess, princess, is there on the side there. And she's like, "She let me go. I think it's because we had some girl talk or whatever the fuck she says." <laughs> this actress is perfect in this role, by the way. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> she's great. I was like, "You're nailing this." Uh, meanwhile, he's like, "All right, well, get you know, just stand still. I'll come save you or instead of just, hop, get, just just fucking hop, hop forward. Off the just hop. Ledge. Just Why, hop off if the you ledge. left alone, hop off the ledge? Yep. What could Catwoman have said? Uh, but w- before any of that can happen." Penguin's like javelin, throws in a javelin. It's it's a lawn lawn dart umbrella. It opens up. Bats fly out. She flips out. She falls to her death. Batman doesn't use any of his gadgets to try to grab her or do anything with it. Doesn't jump after her either. She falls, of course, falls perfectly onto the button, lights up the tree, which then sends out all these bats. 
tons and tons of bats come out and everybody's like oh it's fucking batman batman did this oh no and they're like ah oh, we knew we couldn't trust him greg before the bats came out of the tree there was an air of doubt people were like i don't know i see batman up there and i see the other bats but i don't know if there's anything really tying him to her falling off and then the bats sure. come out of the tree and they're like guilty put him yeah. in the electric chair even though they saw the bats and they were like you know what i still have my suspicions i'm not sure and then the bats are like we belong to Bruce Wayne, and they're like, "Ah, damn it, oh. Bruce!" And they're like, "We're gonna need, we're gonna need one or all of you to testify." One of the red <laughs> just puts a little paw print down in blood. He's like, "I will sign that." <laughs> he killed everyone. Uh, so she falls off, and yeah. he doesn't try to do anything. Not at all. He she's literally not. just watches it happen. Even yeah. though moments later, we'll find out he's got wings that help him float, that like really down, cool. right? Really cool wing glider wing, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, so that all happens in yeah. Batman jumps off with the cool glider wings through the bats, just really making himself look guilty here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just think of optics for a second, Bruce, on anything you're doing, but he doesn't. Uh, he's going to his car, which they've finished uh, fucking with. But up, up top, uh, Penguin and Catwoman are sharing a celebratory toast of like, "Hey!" And I don't even remember. I was funny watching this. I didn't even remember this. Uh, Hey, we did it. Congratulations. And then Penguin proposes. Like, he has a ring, and he's like, hey, yeah, we should get married. And this is the whole thing. And Catwoman's like, I'm not marrying you, you Penguin. And he's like, all right, fuck you. you. Put the, puts a fucking umbrella around her neck, and that lifts her off, like, taking her up into sky where she's going to die. Well, she has that rhyme anymore, guy. She has that moment, too, where she was like, hey, you just said we were going to scare her. And he's like, yeah. she did look scared, right? <laughs> Got him. And then, yeah, uh, she- that thing, that, yeah. the the way he did that, I thought looked really cool. And yeah, it was a 100%. good use of his little gadget there. Yeah. Uh, Batman uh, gets back to the car, gets in the car, and as soon as the lid closes on the Batmobile, Penguin pops up on the, the camera and is like, welcome to Hell Ride or something like that. He uses Hell somewhere in there. And he's like, I'm going to fuck this whole thing up. And he's in his little Winnebago at this point, too, where he's got a little uh, Batmobile like kitty car ride, which is cute. <laughs> yeah. um, and so, yeah, he starts driving through the streets like a maniac. And he's, you know, pancaking cop cars and taking people out and doing all this different stuff. And there's explosions and there's cool shit. And Penguin's screaming and fussing. And I want to give a shout out right now to the kind of funny community. Because if you remember back in the day when we could go to a studio because there wasn't a global pandemic, when I would read Twitch subs, I used to have a camera on me, the Kev cam. And I remember the day where I did it and I laughed in somebody's face and I said something uh, offensive and somebody edited it into this where Batman punches it. Thank you very much. Where uh, we're going. And it was hilarious. Andy, you have a question. <laughs> it's 1992. Yeah. And they're like, how do we impress this audience? Let's have Bruce Wayne bust out a CD. Oh, yeah. my God. And jam that into the CD player. Andy, he's got to record. I don't know what reason. And he's got to record it. Scratch on it. <laughs> you don't understand. But back in 92, the idea of having a readable, writable CD. Unheard CD of. ROM was just, come on, dude. You were a fucking billionaire. Come you know, on, that technology. So it wasn't bizarre. Literally, so bizarre for him to be panicking and being like, fuck, let me grab this CD. Let me jam. Batman. <laughs> he's Batman. Let me jam in this mixtape and also pull out some wires from the. It was so funny. That's dude. why you're not Batman. So he's, he's tearing apart the car, trying to find the device. Uh, the wires are hanging down. Eventually, the thing identifies where the thing is. He punches through the floor, yanks that shit off. Uh, all is well that ends well, right? Not. Uh, as he's driving, uh, the car is, you know, he's going to lose the cops by going down this very narrow alleyway he has. Uh, and so he flips the switch to make the Batmobile go into, like, cannonball mode. But it doesn't work. And he's like, oh, no. And he flips it, flips it, and he's hitting stuff together. And finally, it, everything falls apart. The car goes into a little tunnel. Pff- Leaves the cops behind. He's able to escape and get back to the Batcave safe. Now I'm worried, right? Yeah, now I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's funny. Uh, anyone uh, shocked at how 
absolutely easy it was for him to punch through the flooring of the Batmobile. <laughs> it was bizarre. <laughs> it was bizarre. Yeah. He's I mean, strong, it's just probably an aluminum flooring. Kevin, when you get to one of your cars today, see how hard it is for you to punch floor through the, the flooring. Nick, I've, I've definitely tried it multiple times. I've removed carpet. Like it as a, is, as a, Once you get difficult. under that layer, it is metal. Like a yeah. quarter inch is too much, but like no, somewhere around there. And this is the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah. But he's got gloves. From there, uh, it's the next day. And like I said, this movie moves really quickly. So Cobblepot is, is giving a speech to his supporters here about how he's going to clean up the town. He's going to do all these different things. Bruce and Alfred start watching it upstairs. This is where they do the whole thing with the th- the, the underwater in the, the spiky box and make fun of Vicky. They start upstairs knowing this is going to happen, then casually go down there, totally banking on this conference going longer than you normally should. They get downstairs, like we said, they have the CD, they play the CD, it starts playing the things where uh, all the horrible shit Penguin said about the idiots in Gotham and how he's going to fuck up this town or whatever. And then, yes, he scratches it like a record, which is not how CDs work, but we didn't know that in the 90s. And this is where everybody's like, you know what? Penguin actually sucks. He sucks, and now we know it. So they th- start throwing tomatoes and cabbage at him. Penguin God, they turn on umbrella. him fast. Oh, totally. It's Gotham. Uh, then he shoots uh, He shoots a bit to get them all to drop. Shrek walked away, and Shrek did one of these. Like, when it was when the jig was up, he's like, mm, sorry, man. It sucks to be you. Um, he The Penguin shoots for a while. He's all angry. He's like, Why does someone always bring an egg? <laughs> yeah. Tomatoes and eggs, yeah, yeah, the thing or whatever. Um, from there, Penguin goes back uh, to his base, and he walks right, and he, like the actual aquatic base, though, right? And he walks in there, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, Cobblepot," and he's like, "I'm not Cobblepot. I'm the Penguin. I'm not a man. I'm a monster, or whatever." And he fucking leans into that whole shit about what he's gonna do there, and they're like, "All right, cool. I feel like I'm combining scenes here, aren't I?" Doesn't matter. All right. It's well, a, then it, a, he goes back down and tells people, "Ah, fuck it. I'm I'm not a man. I'm an animal," which is the opposite of like the elephant man speech. And then he's like, "Let's let's do what we got. We came here to do, people. Let's steal their firstborns tonight." Yeah, he's like, "We're in, we're executing the plan. We're stealing the kids. That's what we're gonna do." While all the people are at Shrek's big party tonight, we're gonna go around and steal Gotham's firstborns. Uh, and no reason at all. There's the one dude that's like, "Hey, um." That's kind of too much. No right? reason at all. That's great. I love that. I love that where he's I, like, I hey, kid, st- killing kids. He's like, that's a bit much. And Penguin just immediately shoots him dead. He falls into the water dead over there. I uh, really no, like it's th- a lot. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, that yeah. Would, I'd say that was the most shocking scene. I think where it just felt like a little too murderous. Like we saw a dude get torched, but it was still Batman in his Batmobile. We saw we saw people get killed in a lot of different ways, but the idea that Penguin just like to his own dude, just like fuck you for getting mad. like his body falls into the water. It, it, it was really like gruesome and shit. Felt bad for him. Um, but yeah, the plans enacted. Now we know why he was gathering the names. We know what's going on, right? Uh, from there, we jump to Shrek's party. It's it's this giant gala costume party. As we already said, uh, Bruce and Selena are the only people who show up not in costumes. I really um, appreciate that this movie has so much going on and it moves so fast that they kind of just expect us to forget about the fact that Shrek killed Selena Kyle and then Selena Kyle comes back to talk to him and is clearly pretty crazy. And Shrek's just kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, cool. I'll, I'll invite her to the party. He has that solid yeah. moment where he was like, if she tries to blackmail her, I'll kill her for good. And yeah, I'll good. drop right. I'll throw her out a higher window. Oh, yeah. oh, higher window. That's how it is. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, think yeah. either of them were were really expecting to go to the party, which is why they didn't have outfits. That's why they didn't have costumes because he wasn't going to go and she wasn't going to go. I don't, I don't even think she was invited. 
And that's why when they show up, they're just in evening gowns. Like, like obviously Shrek has that moment, that quick moment of panic. But after that, I'd be like, "What are we gonna do? We gotta yeah, fucking figure totally. this out. We need like... to handle this shit." <laughs> he he believes her amnesia line from the reintroduction of Selena Kyle, right? When she's sure. like, "I have amnesia," and I remember Sister Mary puking in church, and this time I didn't wear underwear to school. But this one boy noticed. You're like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Michelle Pfeiffer?" Um. Anyways, like I said, they oh before then even we have a little bit with Walken and Keaton where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you know, fucking guy went to jail." He's like, "I didn't have anything to do with it." Uh. Then yes, yeah, Selena Kyle shows up. They start dancing uh you know it's this whole thing where back to what you were talking about earlier nick of like is she crazy isn't she crazy how does you know what is actually going on and this is one of her lucid moments where she's like you know she'd love to be happy with him or whatever just be happy she can't so she's gonna kill shrek and she pulls out the gun and bruce grabs it of course like it isn't the normal Batman where you think a normal Batman would have a lot more to do with this gun. Uh, but he grabs it and they're talking and she starts crying and she's kind of losing it, but she's in and out of it. And finally she looks up and sees the mistletoe and says, mistletoe, you know, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And he says in her ear, a kiss can be even deadlier if and they both realize, pull away, then run back to each other. And I, sh- I love that line of her like, do we, does this mean we have to start fighting? Like yeah. <laughs> what, what is it to be a good guy and a bad guy? Right. Um, and so he's like, I don't know, let's get out of here to figure it out. But before they can really make their move, poof, giant explosion in the center, it's the penguin coming up in his giant rubber ducky. Uh, he, 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 for some reason comes up to tell everybody his plan of, Listen, while you're here partying and drinking, we're out stealing your firstborns. This is how it's going to be. And I want to start with Gotham's number one firstborn, Chip. Chip Shrek, get in the fucking... The, the dad, dad, run, save yourself. Dad, run, save yourself. That's my Chip. They should have <laughs> cast you as Chip. Uh, instead... Uh, is that what Chip sounded like? He sounded a little bit like a higher-pitched walk-in to me. Huh. In here. That's how I read the character. All right. Uh, I didn't that. It was good, Nick. That was good. Thanks, guys. Then, yeah, this is where uh, they do the thing, and it's like, uh, yeah, uh, you threw me. Uh, No, walk in. Yeah, okay, so no, don't take Chip, take me. I'm the one who fucked you over, right? Why wouldn't you want me? And Penguin showing he has no real plan in mind. He's like, yeah, sure, good enough, good reason. Get the fucking thing. Like, wait, no, take his son if he loves his son. But does he even love his son? Maybe he only loves Geraldo, the Chihuahua. Nobody will ever know. They take him. Uh, then Selena looks around for Bruce. Bruce is gone because, of course, Bruce is now out to stop all of this action. This is where a whole bunch of stuff all happens at once, right? So we have the the well, just to put it here, the train is out there capturing the kids with the guy who died in 2005 from Ghost, uh, and he has a monkey, and he doesn't have the monkey in this scene. Uh, yes, he does have the monkey in this scene. Uh, Batman's <laughs> sh- shadow bop pops up. Kind of funny sh- in review, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> a lot of these it, kids are not fighting back. I hope it goes he, down. What do you, what do, you do? The adults say to get in the fucking thing. You get in the thing. I hope if Paula Paula ever gets abducted, I hope that she's in there trying to figure out how to break out of this cage, you know? Paula Paula and Rimothy. Sure. Yeah. That brought Nick so much joy. <laughs> <laughs> I like it's been accepted. It's eventually to be canon. Recently. Uh, yeah. Never mind. Batman's there. He breaks He breaks this guy's face or whatever. Gets him out. We don't really see that much. Uh, then Penguin back at HQ gives a stirring speech to his penguins so they have rockets on their back, explosives on their back. He sends them out because they're going to go down to Gotham Square and just blow up Gotham. I love it. It's a, yeah. It sucks that they couldn't get more penguins to make it a practical effect, you know? this. Uh... They had people in suits. It was fine. Were they people in suits? Out. I thought they were like paintings or something. I don't know. They looked, they looked for the, shitty for the, the penguins or for the... Um... The backgrounds. The penguins were a combination of actual penguins, people in suits, and then animatronics. The the I'm talking about the penguins when he's having the speech. So he's talking to the auditorium full of penguins. 
I mean, I assume those are like the the animatronic penguins. I think the ones where they were like the ones that are just kind of milling about. Some of them were king penguins because they spent. They, I know. Yeah, I remember they, they, they spent like a ton of money on keeping the penguins like refrigerated and fed. And <laughs> this is a great conversation. It's true. <laughs> Keeping them refrigerated. Well, because they had to. They I had get to, it. Like, I get yeah, it. But they had to like good. have a whole like thing for them, and they had to give them a bunch of fresh fish every day. And so people were like, "This is not worth it." But oh, it was. <laughs> It fucking was, man. Penguins got Shrek in that birdcage underwater in his in his aqua den. Yeah. Uh, the monkey comes back and he's like, "Where are the children?" And he hands him a note, handwritten from Batman. It's like, "Sorry, the children won't be able to join you." And he's like, wah, 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 wah. "Um." Then uh, the penguins make it to downtown. They're gonna blow shit up. Mm-hmm. Alfred's back at HQ. He jams their seek signal and sends them back home to the aqua park. Batman is in the bat boat and he's racing to the zoo's aqua park. And we have that woman with the dog who's going, Something is coming. Very long. She's not excited at all. Like they're about to, you know, I I have to imagine she was excited for the idea of what she signed Killing up kids? for, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, not the kids. Because like this is past that now. Now they're they're well, what she signed up for was killing the kids, right? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, do I digress on what the plane was here? You know what I mean? Anyways, I do love I do love that the UI on Batman's radar though shows like a little duck icon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so very yeah, he gets there. Too. Yeah, first off, everybody turns on Penguin. The woman who doesn't say anything like fades into the darkness. Everybody kind of abandons him. He's like, "Fuck the jigs up." He gets in his duck to leave. Uh, Batman's got him on the radar. He intercepts the duck and knocks him down. Batman gets out. Uh, Penguins pops up. Be like, "I'm fucking pissed off on the Penguin." He's got like a knife as if that's gonna stop Batman. And you're the Penguin. Uh, he comes at him though with the umbrella knife, swings it around, breaks it. Uh, Batman then pulls up his little red button. He's like, what the fuck is that? He looks around and penguins are everywhere. He's like, oh, you fucking bastard. And so he gets over there and he gets the box, even though that's what Batman wanted. And he picks it up and he's like, ah, and he hits the button and the penguins missiles all start launching on the zoo itself and blowing up all over the fucking zoo. Uh, it also set, sent bats out, right? That meant the, the penguin got scared. He went, he fell through glass all the way down into the water again. And Where Batman stays is for the just, next 10 minutes. Batman's just looking up like this the entire time. Just like this. Uh, meanwhile, on the inside, Max Shrek had convinced the monkey to get him the keys. That got him out. When he started to get out, Selena Kyle whipped his leg, yanked him into the water, pulled him up by this giant electrical hazard. And so she's there saying, I'm going to kill you, life for life, yada, yada, yada. Batman sees this. He does the old bat uh, grappling gun, comes down on his line, arms out, cool visual. He lands there, starts trying to talk Selena down on not doing this. Like, why would you kill him? Like, this, that, and the other. Uh, and he's like, no, like, we can just take him to the police and they'll try him and we can go home. And she's like, that's not how it works for people like this. You know it. Like, and he's like, no, I don't. I do know it. I know our lives better than anybody. It's you and me. We're split right down the center. And he does the cool thing where he pulls off his mask, right? He calls her Selena. Uh, Shrek sees it. He's like, oh. He pu- pulls off his I mask. I hate the mask pulling off scene. And I hate it for one reason. Just for the right black why. eye paint, yeah. The black, the eye, black paint. eye paint. If there's one cut where they cut back to him and there's no black eye paint and it looks so bad, and then he rips it off. I'm like, why wouldn't you just have him rip it off? Do do two takes, one with the black eye paint, one without the black eye paint, and cut away and then come back to him and he's there. No one ever noticed. But also the the way the rubber tears away is annoying to me. I just like yeah, it takes you, it grosses me out. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. Or just don't do the scene at all because it's really fucking weird. Just but he's trying to convince her not off. to do this. This is like crossing the line, Selena, even though you've killed many people and I've killed more. Don't do this. And she's like, no, we have to. Pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we get the classic line, Nick. Bruce Wayne, why are you dressed as Batman? Because he is Batman, you moron. Was Batman 
pulls the gun, shoots Bruce in the chest. Bruce collapses. Uh, Selena then turns over to Max and is like, listen, you killed me. Batman killed me. The penguin killed me, right? That leaves six lives left. Do you have enough in there to finish me off? And he's like, let's see, or whatever. Yeah, six, six yeah. seven. Well, Four, seven, five, you know what I mean? Six, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Still starts alive. shooting her extremities. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's well, he's not a good shot. He's not a good shot. But she's fucking anybody? four feet away from him. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Aim for the heart. Because of the wig. Sure, <laughs> sure. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, but eventually, she, he's out of gun or bullets. She gets there, wraps him up, wraps him around the electrical thing, and then makes out with him while zapping him with the stun gun, which seems like sure. overkill, but it fi- it fries him, man. Also, seems like that would kill her. But I guess she well, has this one their last li- or Yeah, this is the life she has to spare, right? So you guys read uh, that as, like, literal? Yeah, I mean, I think by the fact that she survived being electrocuted kind of shows yeah. it was literal at this point. He gets yeah. fried. I just assume she didn't actually kiss him and just put the thing up to his face. Maybe, Do you maybe, see his face after this? Yeah. I just Anyways, assume she, because she's wearing pleather that's like a plastic, it didn't conduct the electricity. Oh, very smart. <laughs> I don't know that that's uh, She wakes, or no, she, uh, Bruce wakes up. He goes over there. He pulls the shit off. He finds Max scorched corpse, but no Selena Kyle. Meanwhile, the penguin is risen from the water as well. He's gushing the black and green shit out of his mouth. Uh, he comes over to confront Batman in his final thing. He's like, ah, he can barely talk or whatever. He reaches in, grabs an umbrella, opens it to attack him, and it's the cute one. Kevin, what's he say? Shit, I picked the cute Shit, one. Shit, I picked the cute one. Thank you, Nick. Nailed it. Uh, he then collapses face down on the ramp, and then all of his penguins, sensing he is dead, push him in. They walk him out in a <laughs> few. But, but do they? don't touch him. Do they? they? Their little flippers touch him. Their little flippers touch him. No. I don't, I'm not sure there's any physical contact. These yeah. six little fucking flippers. penguins walk He's next to him. Sliding. And then he just starts sliding, and it's like... <laughs> What the fuck? Do they have force powers? Like, this yeah. is so weird, man. Magic penguin powers. Penguins. Penguin powers, yeah. Magic mm. penguins. Mm. If I had a nickel. Uh, we had a shot of him dead in the water with his the goose coming out of him. Uh, and that's that's it for all the villains, right? Uh, from here, now we're in the Wayne uh, car where Alfred's driving Bruce Wayne around Gotham streets as the snow falls on uh, Christmas time. And Bruce thinks he sees Catwoman down an alleyway or shadow at least. Jumps out, runs down there. It is, in fact, just a black cat he finds. He picks it up, walks it back, gets in the car, looks sad. And, you know, uh, Alfred's like, hey, man, this all sucked, but, you know, Merry Christmas. And he's like, Merry Christmas to you, Alfred, and goodwill towards men. And he looks at the cat and women. Wow. <laughs> you know. Oh, I credits. Cats. <laughs> no, no, no. And now before the credits, we then, yeah, pan out. And we go through the rooftops to where, boom, the bat signal is done. And Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman head comes up. And then it's credits. Bruce Wayne fixed sexism, man. It's crazy. Great, dude. <laughs> it's Batman bad. returned. He did it. <laughs> Give me some haiku in review, Andy. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. Patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form, just like Engine 25 did. I need the hookup so that I can form an army of missile penguins. Yeah. I fucking love the penguin army, man. That's about maybe the best thing I've seen in a movie ever in my entire life. Uh, Grant Burton says, the Batman is back and he's donning a new cow. That penguin is foul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the final one here is Andrew Feisner says, well, my name is Chip. And that I'm here to say, Dad, go. Save yourself. Dad, go. Save yourself. Dad, go. Save yourself. <laughs> I don't like it. I, I don't like it. I love anymore. it because after that, he put insert bad walking impression. So 
He nailed it. Good job, Nick. He, he knows it. Like he knew. <laughs> he knew. So good. So good. Uh, what do we got left here, Greg? <laughs> Whatever you want lights. it to be. We did the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. we did the songs. Finest. Hit me with got the. It. Yeah, hit me with the songs. There the wasn't song. a. There wasn't a song there. No, no. I think song. we just put it all in a ragu bag, didn't we? Like yeah. a podcast within a podcast. Greg, really quick though, I will tell you exactly what happened. You said, Andy, hit me with the song for Gotham's Finest, the something delight. And I just broke out into laughter and we just went on with it. <laughs> so weird. What's Secret up, everybody? Delights. Welcome to welcome to welcome to welcome. All the podcasts within a podcast within a podcast you love. I'm one of your hosts, Greg, alongside the crew, Kevin, Andy, Nick, and Tim. Uh, is there a secret delight? Is there a Gotham's finest for Batman Returns? I mean, of course, the definition of Gotham's finest is a secret secret delight. And number secret one delight definition, of course, is hey, something you didn't expect to like in this movie. Like in number the right now, at number one is uh, sixty six. Uh, Joey and Gia thought Catwoman's Russian costume and Adam West's small nipples were great. And now, then at number the two, the secret delight was Prince's soundtrack eighty nine. Yeah, for Secret Delights, it's not ranking. It's just I know, shouting. I know, I know, no, no, I didn't mean it. Okay, I didn't yeah, mean it order. Yeah. I just meant it like gotcha, the, gotcha. the things that have happened so far. I mean, I mean it I, sounds like the Penguin Army is what Tim loves. I, I'm going sure. with the Penguin Army, man, 100%. dude. Like, what a what a moment! And like, that's in a movie that has Catwoman, which I guess there's no secret there. Warner Brothers had to constantly submit new Catwoman posters for various cities, as many of the bus stop ads were being stolen. It got so bad that police officers had to patrol bus stops in order to catch perpetrators before they could break the plexiglass containers. Today. What the hell? The large-scale Catwoman bus ads are worth a great deal of money. Wow. Awesome. There's a lot of horny people out there. But no, nah, dude, these fucking that penguins. That fact. All right. I guess then the secret delight for this one is Penguin Army. That's Hell good enough yeah. for me. Put it on there. Uh, we have Best Batmobile, which I don't think we need to update, right? 89 Batmobile is this Batmobile. Same one. Yeah, they didn't really redesign it. We yeah, but this one, like, turning into the weird, like, one-third Batmobile. I yeah. say that firmly puts the 89 one above this one because that was not good. I wonder if they saw that one. Like, we, what if it was like a motorcycle and someone's like, no, nah, that'd be dumb. It looked like a luge. I feel like it must have, as soon as it went, like, it, the wheels on the side have to have come out. Otherwise, there's no way that vehicle could make a turn. You know? Well, it had the little. Well, no, it's just a straight shot back to Wayne Manor from there. He never had a turn. <laughs> just one straight line. That's why that, that one little alleyway that, by the way, was just in the middle. There's just a building in the middle of a street. That I was like, I never understood why they just built that like that. It was the dumbest thing ever. We've already covered the best bat suit is now Batman Returns with 89 Batman and the 66 bat suit behind it. But then we come to Ragu Bagu, a.k.a. Ragu Roga, <laughs> the rogues gallery, ranking that. Number one right now is 89 Batman's Joker. Number two is 66 Catwoman Riddler joker and penguin where do we want to put max shrek penguin and catwoman guys i'll put him number one i say number two i say number two as well i just think it was so fun to watch the joker the entire time come off and then i think it was just much more of a focused story and when we were with him it's just he's bananas and jack nicholson just did did such a great job of like having those just anything goes moments where and this is no disrespect to danny devito and and walk walk in and michelle pfeiffer i think they did a great job but man i mean Jack Nicholson as the as the Joker is like almost a role that he was born to play. Yeah, Jack Nicholson was so enjoyable. I think as Joker, I would I, I vote the same way. I would put um yeah I would put Jack Nicholson's Joker as number one. Danny DeVito was born to play Penguin, and he absolutely he was great killed it. Yeah, and Catwoman was so good in this movie. They committed so hard to what she is. And add Matt, Max Shrek to this, who is just like a genuinely unsettling dude. And it's Christopher Walken, who's fucking awesome. 
I, I feel like that they're just not very like they're just absurd characters that make no sense. The Joker's gang, man. Come on. They're off well, Bob Gunn. I don't get what's wrong with this gang. How many times does Kevin have to tell you if you started going crazy, he would follow you and be your gang? Like it's You it's, know it's that. Favorite. You know that. You know that. It, come on, Tim. You sound ridiculous. I know that. That doesn't rank high on a Batman villains list. <laughs> And then, all right, then we got Ragu Bat Guys, where we're ranking Bat Guys. If we already put the Batmobile on here, I guess we have to put Michael Keaton uh, here as well. Number one is Michael Keaton 89. Number two is Adam West 66. Where do you want to put Batman Returns, Keaton? Um, I would put it at number two. I put it at number one. I think his fights in this were way better, and he didn't fall. I thought he, I liked that he was, he was crazier in uh, Batman 89. Yeah, I, like, I just like him in Batman 89 more because I, I just feel like the, the line between Batman and Bruce Wayne was a little bit better, a little bit more clear. And I think he's a little bit more um, ominous and in the shadows. And in this one, it's not his fault necessarily, but where he's just kind of always well lit. Everything's just so well lit. There's no smoke. There's no mystery. And why? You have the whole point of Batman is he's supposed to be coming in and out of the shadows and using that. And I think Kate Keaton just did a great job with it in the first one. And in this one, he was just like, I'm in the suit. You got me for 15 minutes. What do you want? And there also just okay, wasn't cool. enough well, of him. Here's the thing. I'm going to say the uh, the zipper, it made things too easy for him. You know? Too easy. He, didn't he had to hold his pee in the last one. This time yeah. he's peeing he wants. Ragu, Alf, Alf. <laughs> Where we rank the Alfreds of the Batman movies. I'm already tired, man. <laughs> Number one, 89, Michael Goff. Number two, 66, Alfred. Uh, where do we want to put Batman Returns? I feel like uh, number one, one man. Last what? No, he actually like did something in this one that wasn't just be, do make excuse bad decisions, me, like letting me, Vicky into the Batcave. First of all, they had a relationship that. of up to maybe even more than a week. We don't know. They don't clarify that. All right, and then the '66 Batman put on the little uh, raccoon masks, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. went around driving and doing stuff. We barely saw this one. No, thank you. Last place for me. I like this he, one because he jammed the frequency. He helped use the CD to bring down Penguin. At no point uh, did the jamming the frequency do it. Yeah, he had like, presents. He, he probably pressed the button. Who are the presents for? Orphans. I liked that more heart to heart moment in '89 when they're together at the yeah. at the dinner the table. table. Yeah. I just feel like he wasn't. Mm. I, I don't know. I, I feel like he was almost just like a gadget he <laughs> he was just almost like a bat gadget in this movie where he was he did the jobs and just wasn't really present otherwise except for thinking of a dirty limerick i put him we in never heard so you put him number two number two one was a cat from nantucket shit that started off how's it end i don't know <laughs> i'm not even gonna try <laughs> tim back to you mm-hmm. Uh, now it's time to rank the Batman movies. Currently, number one is Batman 89, and number two is Batman 66. I don't think it's a surprise. I think this is number one by a large, large margin. I, I think nostalgia is blinding, you guys. I just no. feel like this movie is 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 fun. There's a campiness. There's a violence to it. But I just, again, mirroring what I said at the beginning, I just don't think they do anything particularly new with this other than just add more characters, which, again, adds to the fun factor. But with 89, to me, that was just such a new and beautiful and amazing thing. And I just think it worked so well. I, I liked the more focused triangle between him, Vicky Vale, and the Joker a lot more than this, which just seems like they're splitting a lot of time between these villains that don't really have... I mean, their motivations are always just kind of just cookie cutter. We want to destroy everything because we're bad guys. And that's so not true at all. Penguin's mad because he was a little kid that got taken away from having a real life. And Catwoman is like legitimately insane because she was almost killed. 
Like, and I don't know how much more motivation you need than Joker, who was like legitimately just a bad guy. That's fair, I guess. Um, I just, I just, I don't know. I just didn't, I never, I never found penguins particularly compelling just because he's had 32 years to, to, to rectify that and he's just been a bad guy and then he just wants to do something bad just to punish for me it, it's Gotham funny you bring up nostalgia you know. blinding us because i feel like coming in i would have been like oh batman returns is better than 89 but here i am and i i'm voting uh at number two with 89 above it because i think that i just enjoyed that picture and that story as a complete package more than this one yeah uh, if, and that's for a, a number of different things but i enjoyed the Batman focus. I enjoyed the Joker as the villain, and I enjoyed the Vicky Vale stuff more. Whereas here, I think it is this: the we get so little of Batman Bruce in, in this movie in a way that I I felt compelled with. And I like Devito obviously, and I like uh, Pfeiffer obviously, and I liked what they did with the characters. But I think overall, like having to put that much into it, along with Shrek on top of it, actually detracts from it being a start to finish. I'm in it for the entire ride. I'm, I'm enjoying it on the same level. I totally agree. Nostalgia is like not a factor with me at all because I just don't remember them at all. I thought this movie was going to be a banger, and I just didn't really feel that way at the end of the movie. Um, I enjoyed 89 uh, a lot more than I thought I would in this one. I was uh, a little bit disappointed, but although I still think DeVito killed it, I think he was entertaining to watch, but so was Jack Nicholson for me. So I, I would put this at number two below Batman 89. Yeah, I was uh, surprised last week that uh, Paula enjoyed the 89 one, which I, I didn't remember as much. But, like, yeah, re-watching it, I, I thought overall it was a good movie. But then when I was re-watching uh, Returns, it's just, it was too campy, and uh, it was late, and Paula at one point was like, hey, I gotta go to bed. And she didn't care to finish it, and, like, that, that kind of, makes sense to me where it's just it's so campy and ridiculous that it kind of like loses your attention in my opinion so yeah that's i'd also put it as uh, the second so number one we got batman 89 number two we have batman returns and number three we have batman 1966 next week we're doing batman mask of the phantasm oh, oh, oh. let's fucking go How, have you guys actually seen this has everyone seen this yeah. Uh, again, I haven't seen this movie in 25 years, probably. <laughs> oh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to go back and watch it. It's been a minute for me. Is too. this connected to the animated show? Mm-hmm. Should the I watch style. all that? I think yeah, the whole animated show. You should watch that, Justice League, and the Superman uh, animated show as well. Many times Thank cool. you. Yeah. Until next time. Same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs>